Hello gamers and welcome to the episode, I was going to say the, welcome to episode 19 of Listen Gamer. I am Indominus Ash and with me today I have the Crazy King Kev. Hello. And Randy Ryan. Hello there. Uh, Ivan is not here today, um, so it's just us three for now. How are we both doing? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you, buddy? Doing very, very good. How are you, Ryan? Yeah, doing alright. Can't complain, you know. Well, I wouldn't be bloody complaining if I had over a grand left from the uh, grand back from the ta uh, the tax man. <laughs> I can't speak today. Tried to do a slight. What was that like a sort of roast, and it didn't go well. Yeah. No, it wasn't a roast. It was like I'd be doing good if I had a grand back from the tax man. Wouldn't hey, you? listen. In in the space of twenty four hours, I fixed my computer so I could actually play games <laughs> on it, and got a rebate from the tax man. I was on cloud nine. <laughs> Mate, that was insane though. Like your luck went from shit for like two, three weeks to just like like you said, cloud nine. Yeah. Although the unfortunate thing is my dumb ass was like, right, I get paid on like the twenty eighth of the month. Um so it's like uh the the new Pokemon games were out. It's like oh like everyone's playing them and I just I just wanna play Pokemon with them. I wanna try the new game. <laughs> and it's like it's fine, I'll I'll get it on the twenty eighth, that's fine. And then I got the money through from uh, the tax rebate, and it was like, right, but they pay in check because they still live in the 1960s, apparently, um, which takes a few days to clear, and it's the weekend, so... Say, who the fuck pays in check nowadays? They, yeah, so I had, it, was, it was paid in check, so I'm still waiting for that to clear. So I was like, okay, I can get the Pokemon game sooner, but I still need to wait for this check to clear. And then I also remember that when I was trying to get a replacement PC that I signed up for an Argos card. So I did actually have an Argos card so I could go oh, and get Pokemon nice. straight away anyway. So Perfect. I just I just went and got it. No, everything came full circle. Like we spent too long. Ryan bought a brand new computer and uh, he could edit videos again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he could do everything except for play the one game that he plays and that's Dead by Daylight, which... I know I've mentioned it, but I'm not going to mention anything about it because I don't know anything about it. And I don't particularly want to know anything about it at this moment because we got a new game to talk about. And uh, that's Pokemon. But yeah, Ryan had a brand new computer and he just couldn't play anything. Every single game that he played, he tried reinstalling the operating system loads of times. We tried different versions of the driver and stuff. But then in the end, uh, Ryan will tell you, it was... Uh, <laughs> I factory reset... I factory reset my PC and had to reinstall all of the programs from scratch to find out it was one slider bar on GeForce Experience that was fucking everything up. Hey, right. As long as you found out what it was, that's all that matters. <laughs> that's the main thing. The funny uh, thing was as well, you told me what that was. Like, like what was doing? I think it was on stream or something. Or we were on voice call. Yeah. And I went and checked mine. You said yours had done that by default, and mine was not that so how yours has been set to that i don't know i don't this know. is what i mean so i think when it was originally set up it's, it must have had some sort of uh i don't know like hardware metadata something baked into the graphics card depending on what version it was that automatically set the sliders to that but i've never yeah. heard of the sliders automatically being set like that at all i don't know i don't know all i know is it works now and it was one stupid setting, and we tried just about every complicated method of doing things to the point where I opened the PC up and made sure everything was plugged in properly and pushed it all. And like, 
just everything. Like, honestly, it was ridiculous. Um, like, if I just tuned into the podcast right hilarious. now and all I heard was, oh, I pushed it in. And, oh, I'm <laughs> sure opened it up and pushed Listen, it in. Listen, right? Anyone that joins the podcast after like three minutes and misses the intro deserves what they get, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Simple okay. as. Like, if you skim okay. through towards the end, I sort of understand. But don't miss the intro. Don't miss the first five minutes of the conversation. Yeah. I feel like anyone that sort of tuned in on that specific part would probably, like, rewind it to find out <laughs> what exactly we were talking about. <laughs> but I would hope so. I would hope I wouldn't be silently judged. But... I'm, I'm just glad I'm not on camera right now. <laughs> <laughs> because if, if we were doing uh, what I would like to do or plan to do in the future and have cameras and have, like, a more of a mm-hmm. formal conversation because we can see each other and stuff like that. And like uh, Ash can lift up the help me sign whenever mm. uh, Ryan gets into a debate where he's clearly in the wrong. And Listen, right, there is no right or wrong when it comes to a debate because it's opinion. Yeah, just I'll have a wrong opinion. I was just about to say your opinion. Can, it can be wrong, but I can be entitled to it. <laughs> oh, you can be entitled to it, but it can still be wrong. But until until it was until it was tested, it wouldn't be able to be proven. In theory, I may have been wrong. In reality, there was I could a have very been right. high chance that you were wrong. Yeah, but that's still not hundred percent. So I'll take it. <laughs> Nothing's a hundred percent though. There could be some weird anomalies, like yeah. with anything really. Exactly. Like to be fair, yeah. right? Like, not to go to the game, but there's a fair few times that like. Perks have come out and everyone's like, oh my god, that's so busted. They're going to have to change that. They don't change it. It's run for a week or two and then everyone goes back to the old meta. Yeah, because that's what... This is the thing. With any game, it doesn't have to be that one, with any game, as as long as... If there's change and a learning curve, people will do everything they can to avoid that learning curve if what they're already currently doing works. Because people are lazy. The only... People that would want to sort of get better and like keep with the times. For example, True Talent. Back in the day, he was apparently a very good killer. I don't know because I didn't watch any of his content then and I don't now. But apparently he was a very good killer. He was one of the best. But now he's fallen off because he didn't keep up with all the times and like the, the way the perks and everything work. So he's kind of shit right now. And he blames everything on uh, toxic swifts when they're all solo queues and that kind of stuff. Um... So, if people took the time to learn how to play games, like when the new updates come out, then it would be less of that, really. People need a bit more bear grills in their life. They need to improvise, yeah. adapt, and overcome. Oh, I can't stand that cunt. <laughs> Neither can I, <laughs> but it's such a great line. Half his fucking stuff is absolute bollocks. I'm going to eat this bug for like and seven grams of protein, staged. and I'm going to drink my piss. And I'm gonna get I'll on drink TV my for piss to keep hydrated, despite the fact that will make me dehydrated. <laughs> Genius. Should I do that on stream, like the next no. revenge of hydrate? <laughs> we are 100 percent moving on because I'm not having a two-hour rant on that knobhead. Can I? Can I really? Can I just just to sort of stay on that topic really quickly? Um, I come across an article the other day. Um, so a goalkeeper has been sent off and banned from a football game. Because he kicked off at a fan who pissed in his water bottle. What the fuck? I mean... And he's like, I'm being punished for reacting to something that's that disgusting. 
It's right, ridiculous. Is, let's be honest, the piss isn't going to hurt you. It depends what the fucking... Still. No, it depends on the fucking state of the person pissing in the fucking thing. Like again, yeah. but... There's any number of diseases he could have caught from drinking that piss. Well, regardless, it's, it's a disgusting thing to do, right? But I would be more mad at the people... Um, I would be having a go at the people like that are in charge of keeping those bottles like ready and safe and whatever. Because... Where was that? Where was the water boy? In whatever they're called, but where was the water boy? Um, that is supposed to like run onto the pitch with with those balls and give them to the players, that kind of stuff. Where so in 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 football, they don't really do that. The goalkeeper will have their own water bottle and towel that they keep in the goals with them. So, so somebody pitch invaded. Nobody mm -hmm. thought to say anything. He managed to whip out his dick, piss in the bottle. What like how did how did that I was happen? I was very confused as to how it actually happened, but that was the statement that was being made that he was punished for kicking off at someone who pissed in his water bottle. Look, that guy, I, that guy must have been like some Doctor Strange Houdini <laughs> shit. Like pull, pulled out a portal, mm. grabbed his bottle, mm -hmm. pissed in it, and then put it back. Like there's mm -hmm. no way that nobody would have seen him do it, even if he jumped on the pitch, swapped the water bottles mm. with one that he'd pissed in. I don't know. Uh, yes, yeah. that's odd, dude. That just reminded me of that story, then. So, yeah. Quickly um, on to football. <laughs> movie. Again, by the way. Yeah. Sorry, they, that link that I sent in the in the chat uh, with the stream. Apparently, it was streaming the World Cup, but it wasn't streaming the World Cup or something. Whatever it, it was. That's that stream had over a million viewers on Twitch at the time of me posting it. Oh damn! And it was on, and it was on like either level twenty five or tw or it got to a level twenty nine hype train. Oh, damn. Like it was insane. Like it that had, is crazy. It had subscriber chat only, which is for obvious reasons. But that's I don't <laughs> think I've, I've seen an actual live stream. Like me personally, I've I've heard about them being like huge and stuff, but mm. I've never seen myself a live stream that has had that many viewers. And because of the new hype train feature, where you can have like unlimited levels or whatever it is now. Like, I've never seen a hype train that large, either. No. no it was definitely interesting. It couldn't have been a World Cup, though, because the first game kicked off earlier today. It was something 11s. It was 11... It was... I don't know. It was some weird sort of 11 thing. It was France and Spain or something. Oh, God uh, knows. It was... Like, the viewership on it, the numbers that it was pulling, was absolute mm. madness. And I think it was just a generic dude, like, streaming it as well. So he, yeah. he would have made bank. A level yeah. 29 hype train? Crazy. Yeah. It depends, really, doesn't it? Uh, like, I, th I had a level 4 or 5 the mm. other day, and I think that was a couple of hundred. Yeah. So to have it like that, and you can have different sort of difficulties to set them to as well, so like you can... That's mean, it, like on the lowest easy. difficulty... Yeah, that was on the lowest difficulty. Like, if he was on a higher difficulty... But it depends on what, like, what's going towards it, because, like, it can be bits, subs... I only ever saw subs. No, I know, but, like, it can be bits, it can oh, be right, subs. Yeah, yeah. Like, those subs could be coming from different areas, like, different countries in the world, so those subs are worth more uh, or less, depending yeah. on who they're coming from and things like that as well. Oh, by the way, speaking oh. of, I... I th Sorry, Ash... Um, 
I do think that prime subs cost differently depending on the place you are in the world. Which Ooh, I never knew before. That would work because it's still technically. Yes, but the exchange rate would still put it to wherever you're at, so it's it not necessarily going to cost more or less. No. So, so... for example, if I'm in Russia, uh, sorry, not Russia. You, uh, where's Nixdex from? Romania. Nixdex is in Romania, so I think a sub for him costs like one twenty-five or something like that. Um, like our money. So if he was to sub to me, it'd be one twenty-five. I get the equivalent. But then, um. If he was to prime sub or whatever, normally it would convert. It would up convert it, so Twitch would be losing money or whatever, right? Um, but I've noticed that I had like three dollars or something, three dollars something from like one of the streams that I had for prime subs. Mm. So my, the only explanation that I could think of is that, for example, in Romania, if Amazon Prime is, say, fifty quid in our money to buy over mm. there then the equivalent of a prime sub that would also go down surely right no because it would still just come down to exchange rates so that's what the, that's what twitch did though isn't it they they localized the earnings yeah they localized it a lot because there was they people localized like the earnings for the streamer i thought not for the who subs no, yeah. the co the costing of it as well, because um, they wanted to allow people from, like, for example, I think it was Zuto in South Africa, his cost of his sub to Kev was cheaper than what it would be for, like, myself, because their average earnings and their typical, like, like their minimum wage and things are a lot different, so they don't have the capacity to earn enough to pay for that sub, but they wanted it to be inclusive as well. Yeah. So it was a lot more expensive, sorry. I think it was like... We could, with one sub from us, Zuto could buy... Like, obviously, if he got the full $5, five pounds, um, Zuto could get, like, a full McDonald's meal. He could eat that day for one sub. Like, it's crazy. It's kind of like Australia. Like, you know where, like, one pound is, like, equivalent to, like, two, three quid over there? It's pretty much the same thing. But it still comes down to exchange. Something about that seems odd. No, that's, this is how Twitch did it. This, do you remember back last year when you had extra money? Twitch making up the money? No. Because of sub rates? So they, they were that much of a caveman, you literally live <laughs> under your rock and just ignore everything going on? In well, last year, I can't say I paid that much attention to what I was earning. So, okay, that's no, I couldn't tell you. Right, so long story short, what Twitch did was because, like Ryan said, the exchange rates for the subs were very unfair. They set everything to US dollars and then GBP. Everything was like five ninety nine, uh, the equivalent of it. So if if you lived in the US, it'd be five dollars. If you lived in the UK, it'd be four uh, five pounds. So in order to make it fair for everyone across the world, because like for example, Zuto may have paid like seven fifty or ten pounds for a sub to someone. Whereas it's cheaper for us to buy a sub because it's five pounds. So the exchange rates there were unfair. So what they've done is essentially the equivalent of five US dollars everywhere. They localized it for every single country or most of the countries, at least. That's the exchange rate. Yes. So they got, they still got like the one dollar. They, whatever they pay, that's how much we get. And then they convert it. It's just, it's weird, isn't it? I don't know how to describe it. Your, 
I no, I think we should just move on. <laughs> it's cheap. It's cheaper. Like I know what you mean with the exchange rates of. They've done it with their cost of living kind of thing, that kind of exchange. Yeah, rate. but it, it's. Uh, I'm so going to go around in circles. So be the best way to explain it, right? If it costs me four pounds to to get a sub, it may cost Zuto two pound in his money. You would get that's... a pound of that as the 50-50 split, but you would get £2 off one of my subs. You'll earn more off my sub than you will off their sub, yes. but it's cheaper for them because they can't afford the sub because of how expensive it is compared to their wages. Well, yes. that's just Twitch taking a different cut for each area, no? Um, sort of. Like, say, for example, the, the minimum wage for us is £10 an hour. The minimum wage for Zuto is £5 an hour. Like in our currency. That's pretty much how it goes. It is essentially that. So Twi Twitch are basically saying we're only going to charge them X amount of money for a sub because they can't afford to sub compared to what um, like the UK can. So we're going to take less of a cut from them being able to subscribe to you, in which case you're also going to earn less from their sub because of that. Yeah. And then so for, I think it was like, so was it six months following that then? They, um, they done the, the uplift. A year and a half. They sort of graduated it. So at the start, it was like, as long as you stream for like, if you streamed on average for 100 hours, you would need to stream for about 80, like 75 to 80% of those hours. To yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, so that's what that was about. So you needed to stream for that amount of hours so you could get the, the Twitch sort of like top up, essentially. So they would top it up over like the course of 18 months. Yeah, and then so people could adjust to like people who yeah. were doing it as a job because they would have lost like a third of their wages just from like the subs being cheaper for certain people who did usually subscribe. Yeah. So I'm thinking from seeing on my dashboard going back to it. So like I said, if for example, it costs like 80 quid for us for Amazon Prime. If it costs 50 in our money for Zuto, then his Prime, theoretically, is worth less as far as the exchange rates go. So mm -hmm. that would make sense if somebody, for example, from Sweden, from Romania, from Australia, if they were to subscribe to you through Amazon Prime and Prime is at a lower value, it would like we would take a lower cut from it because of the localized earnings. Do you kind of get that now? I got it up until you started talking about localized earnings, but I think I understand what you were trying to say based off so, of what Ryan was saying. Yeah, so the localized earning is like what I said with, for example, ours is a minimum wage of £10 an hour where Zuto could be £5 an hour. Uh -huh. That kind of localized earnings. So it varies from country to country. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Um, I don't know whether Prime... I don't know if it would or wouldn't affect Prime, or if it should or shouldn't affect Prime, though. That's what I was going to ask you. Well, like, Prime should just be whatever Amazon is. Yeah. It should, but at the same time, it is still a currency in that particular country, isn't it? Based off of what you were saying... The cost of a Prime sub is still the same as what it is here because it's exchange rate. But Amazon Prime don't allow Twitch to take a cut, right? We just get 100% of what that Amazon Prime sub is. So no, it shouldn't account for it. 
not that Amazon Prime sub is technically a, a full-fledged sub. Because if it was worth any less, you wouldn't get the emote, so you wouldn't get the ad-free view and that kind of stuff. So I'm just looking on my dashboard right now, and last month I had $8.40 in Prime subs. Mm. This month so far, I've got $5.48. Mm. So there's clearly some sort of exchange rate thing going on, which I didn't realize in the past. Yeah. It was only by chance that I saw it. Yeah, but it might be. I suppose it, it does make sense, but then... It makes more sense to me. Like, yeah. I understand. But I didn't read about it anywhere else. So mm. this might be a breaking thing on the... <laughs> breaking <laughs> news. Po- do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, break, breaking news on this poorly described way of how Twitch localized <laughs> subs work. Uh... But no, it's... I th- I it's I thought it was quite strange and I thought like if you were to look on your profile so it should be essentially 250 two dollars fifty right that you should earn from every prime sub should oh, be I think so if you go into your analytics then your earnings okay I've clicked earnings so if you scroll down it says your revenue sources for the last thirty days so it's got paid sub mm-hmm. prime gifted multi month yeah. etc so prime subs mm-hmm. does that have a number. It doesn't say how... Oh, it does, actually. If you hover over it. Oh, it did for a second. Oh, have you scrolled down for, like, your total estimated revenue? Yeah. I hovered over it, and it popped up with information, and now it's gone. That would be paid and gifted. It doesn't give you that for... Oh, the fuck? So, Prime subs, there's only one tier, which is tier one. That's why it doesn't do it. So, to the right of that, it should tell you how much you've earned now compared to how much you've earned... Uh, from the last period mm-hmm. so that amount of money I think is localized to the country that did the prime sub so by your logic uh, being a prime sub being a prime sub you should theoretically get $2.50 or £2.50 from each prime sub correct well yeah. not necessarily but sure how come well that's it doesn't cost two fifty for a prime sub. Well, it's no, prime, pound. Prime, prime, sub, prime subs are free subs from having Amazon Prime, so you should yeah. get your. It, but it, it does count as a full fledged um, sub, so technically your revenue from it should be either two pound fifty or two pound forty nine. Well, no, yeah. it's not a full five pound. It's like four ninety nine or something. So it's not going to be exact an exact round number. No, that's like to, even two even two pound forty nine takes it up to four pound ninety eight. You're losing me again. What's what's half of four pound ninety nine? What what's that got to do with what I'm staring at? Is what I'm asking. What we're trying to say is the fact that you're supposed to get half of the sub. So yeah. if the sub is four ninety nine, you should be getting half of that as your revenue for each sub. So a prime sub to you in your earning should be two pound forty nine or two pound fifty. Per sub, because that would be half of the four ninety nine, right? But you're not getting that, are you? Well, I don't know, because it's got a totally different fucking number on, and not an amount of how many there are. Yeah, but like that that amount, you should be able to total that amount. So if you had two prime subs, it should be four pound ninety nine. This is what I'm getting at. If you had one, it should be two fifty or two four two forty nine. If you've had two, it should be double that, three, etc. It should be. Either uh, a 
a multiple of 250 or a multiple of 249. Well, a better way to do it when you're looking at the graph above, that should be what accounts for what's down there anyway. So you just count how many prime subs you have and then work it out. Yeah, you can you can hover over it actually. So I'm you hovering can't over, hover over it because prime subs doesn't have that. I'm doing that right now. And it no, on the gr you said on the graph above. Yeah, on the graph. That's what I was looking at yeah. just now, just to see how I'm, many because it's just how I'm, many blue ones there are. On the light blue ones of so, for example, <coughs> on Friday, October twenty eighth, I had a prime sub, and it was one dollar eighty one. Oh, it didn't on, tell me how much it is. On the eleventh of November, I had another prime sub. That was one. So if you go to the specific blue dot that would relate to a prime sub, it should tell you how much you got from that sub. So if two different prime subs. I had one dollar eighty one, one dollar eighty three. Uh, I had another one, one dollar eighty four. And is that it? I think. Yeah. So they they're varying Actually, in price. That's by a lot, though. No, it's. It's because of the localized thing. Because the pound has gone down, isn't it? The pound is, is fucking skyrocketing yeah, to Yeah, so that's being like, but prime effectively shouldn't be affected by the the exchange rates because it's supposed to be a set fee. Because you get it as a free thing as a part of your Amazon Prime. So technically, it should never change. Yeah, but I sent, uh, the prices of it have fluctuated with the cost of Prime. Sorry, the cost of uh, the pound, but mm. the pound is still more expensive than the dollar. So the I think the pound right now is like one eighteen, so a dollar eighteen cents, something around those lines. So we should still theoretically be getting like two dollars something, not what it currently is. That's what I'm trying to get at. So if it was in, if the if the prime sub came from US, it would be probably around two dollars something. But because it came from another country, the chances are that's why it's lower. But when that comes through from another country, there is a fee for changing it to our... Twitch um, handles that. It, there's, there's but no that would come out of it. There's no conversion rate on my stuff. I would have thought it would. they would have a conversion rate that would take out what it was, which is why it would be fluctuating the way it is, because it's minimal. And that would make sense. That Actually, would put it in the ranges that it should be at. Twitch covers the fees on their end, but I've just realized Twitch, the mother truckers, have actually, they're charging for a payout fee now. A payout fee, sorry. Yeah, they've always done that. They haven't for me. Not through PayPal. They have for me. PayPal always has money taken out of it. Every single one of mine, there's been money taken out. So I've never had the full amount. Either PayPal takes it or Twitch takes it. I can't remember which way around it goes. Yeah, I've never had that until this month. I've maybe because, maybe because it's the uh, the new threshold thing. Maybe I'm not sure. You got robbed. It's, they, all, it's, it's dude. It's like a dollar fifty-two. So it's like <laughs> what pound? A pound twenty? Yeah, it's not a lot. Yeah, it's not that. They, al but... they always take. They've always taken something out of it. It hasn't for me. That's weird. That's so rude, though. Like they already like, take they, they already take half your sub, and they take an extra pound to pay you the money that you've earned. Because it, <laughs> it costs them to transfer the money. 
Yeah, that, that, that should. Yeah. yeah, but that should be included in the fucking half the money they take off your Prime, <laughs> off your Twitch. Well, no, that'll be why they're charging <laughs> that amount because they will get charged it, so they're charging it on us. Oh fucking hell! Which I'm Jeff, pretty sure is illegal now, but I could be wrong. Jeff Bezos is rolling. Didn't he say something about like <laughs> giving his fortune to charity or something? <laughs> yeah, the fortune uh, he's making off you. Something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of all one dollar fifty two of it, dude. Yeah, but you th you think of how many streamers there actually are on the platform, and then that's yeah. a that's like a pound a month per streamer every month. Well, no, because it will vary depending on how much each person is earning. Yeah, like even like lower threshold though. It's like a say a minimum of a pound a month, give or take. So people, he would be taking off every single streamer, which is thousands of streamers that would be affiliate and earning money. Right, so they've changed it. So they've changed the FX fee, which I'm guessing is the transfer fee. Mm -hmm. Foreign transaction fee. So. Yes, yeah, a foreign transaction fee. So anything up to 10,000 US dollars is a 2.5% fee. So this is this has changed, I think. Um... Ten thousand to a hundred thousand dollars is two percent. So, and anything more than a hundred thousand dollars is one percent. So, the more you earn, the less they charge you. Well, they no, it, it goes well. to one percent. Exactly. They take they, they you get charged more the more you earn, but they actually charge you a less percentage the more you earn. You're trying to say the right thing, but you're saying it wrong. But yes, what you're trying <laughs> to explain is correct. Well, yeah, like... What you're saying is incorrect. You think of it like, if you, if you were on the cusp, so say you earned £99,000, you would get charged the, the 2%. But what if you it? earned 101000 you would then be charged 1%. Yeah, but you want to know the difference between that 1% and 2.5%, right? Well, no. Like, on that, th on that threshold, you could potentially... Like, if you were to earn the minimum... And the, the the maximum and the minimum, you would probably you would be better off if you earned that extra to get the one percent of a hundred thousand than you would if you were to earn the ninety nine thousand. Well, yeah, but then Twitch is also earning more from you anyway because you're earning over. Right? Can I just can I just say so? I've I think I've done it correctly, but if if you were to have a hundred grand, uh. And Twitch, oh shit, that was, the, that was the 2.5, uh, so yeah, so if you had 99,000, uh, Twitch would take 2,475 from you. Mm. If you were under the 100,000, obviously, then 100,000, was, was it 1 or 1.25? You said 1. You're the one that told us, you said 1 originally, but... So there was two. There was two point five. Then there was two, I think, and then there was one percent. I think. Yeah. So it's two grand. So it's five hundred, just five hundred quid less. Do you see what? Like the, a person who's earned less money is paying more than a person who's just earned more money. So the person have who you, earned you, more money. My friend, have you paid any attention to? Uh, the United Kingdom politics or the way, say, hello. the way the money system works. Yeah, The reason behind it is because they're earning more, so that 1% will, 
when they're earning a substantial amount over it, will be around the same as that 2.5 because they're pulling in more anyway. Like, for example, me, like, if you earn anything up to, I think it's 11,500 now, anything below 11,500, you don't get taxed. It's 12,500. In the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, up to, is it 40 or 50 grand now? I think they raised it to 50 grand. Mm. If you earn anything from 11,500 to uh, 49,999, you get taxed, what is it, 17% or something like that? I can't remember what it is these days. Yeah, I know it, I know it changes, but yeah. Yeah, so essentially, you, the, but I th- the way people think that it works is like they get taxed on the entirety amount. No, you get the 11 and a half taken off, and then the remaining money that you earn, you, that's what you get taxed on. Um, and then if you earn over 100 grand, or sorry, over 50 grand, you get taxed the higher bracket, which is like 40%. So almost half of your money... You're thinking in your head, almost half your money goes to the tax man, but it doesn't. A lot, a fucking shitload of it does. So you take off the eleven and a half grand, then you take off uh, the the between uh, eleven and a half and forty nine, then you get that tax on the lower bracket, and then you get tax on the higher bracket with what's left, if that makes sense. So that's pretty much how it works in the UK, and it's stupid, in my opinion. But I don't want to get onto that because I uh, I could rant for a decade. On the way, uh, the money and everything is getting spent and whatnot in the UK at the moment, mm-hmm. especially the current events going on. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating, and then people abuse the system, like in, in on its entirety, mm-hmm. and it just cripples other people more. Ah, mm-hmm. no, I'm not getting into it. Not shall no. we move on? Yes, right. really quickly. What I'm gonna, what I'm going to ask you um, is essentially pulling everything back in. What's your opinion on the new Pokemon game? That's a nice, that's a nice, that's a nice segue, isn't it? What the hell of a fucking roundabout. That was a curveball. Right, Listen, well, right, I say we go off on a tangent. A certain someone goes off on a tangent, but that was the, probably the worst tangent we've ever had. Yeah. Is, yeah. To be fair, we, we were just rolling off each other. Mm-hmm. We were. Like, I think it started with Ryan... It is. It is all relative because it's it's money, and people yep. with a lot of money will do everything they can to keep it and earn more, whilst making sure other people don't earn as much. Yeah, it went from, was relevant. It was relevant, yeah, but it went from Pokemon to Twitch, not to Twitch, to Twitter, to football, to like exchange rates and economics. Yeah, because to politicians. <laughs> because that's essentially where everything goes and boils down to. If if the politicians. Yeah. Uh, Quickly, just say this: If the how to move your conversation from Pokemon to politics in (laughs) about half an hour? There you go, guys. No, I don't think we even talked about Pokemon, did we? We mentioned it because we we were gonna we were gonna talk about it, and then went oh, before we do, I want to talk about Twitch. Mm. Uh, Not Twitch, Twitter. Sorry. Yeah. Right. So, I think what we need for politicians. Right, no, we're no, not going on the no, politicians' no, topic. No, 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 no. You're the one that wanted to move away from it. No, stop. No, we will. Put them all on an island and leave them to it, and I would be happy. Let's move on. Exactly. Pokemon. Throw those I want to talk about Pokemon. The only, the, only, the only thing I want to hear about another politician while we talk about Pokemon is that little rat thing with the Donald Trump here. That is the closest we're getting to a politician. Now we've moved on to Pokemon. Stop it. I have no idea what you're on about. I can't remember what the Pokemon's name is. Yeah, that's the one. 
Is he a young goose? Yeah, yeah it looks like he got a blonde toupee. And then, um, it's that little lily puff or whatever. I don't know. It's like a ginger dog, corgi looking thing. No, that's not what Ryan's talking about. He's talking about young goose, but fuck if I remember what its evolution's called. Linoon? No. Gum shoes. <laughs> Dumb shoes. Gum shoes. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> That Donald yeah. Trump looking motherfucker in thing. Wait, you've, you're still talking about politics. <laughs> that's that's the only thing that's, that's going to be acceptable because it does look like Donald yeah, Trump. It is just Donald Trump. Well, look, if we didn't have trust fund babies with billionaires running the country, this and actually normal people who know what the, the, the cost of a price of bread is, um, a loaf of bread, the country would be in a better place. Do you know That's what? what I, do, do you know, no, 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 no. Like we can stick, we can stick on this subject, right? Of <laughs> what do you think about the price of the Pokemon game? Because I thought it was quite reasonable with the price it was. Um, I'm going to be honest. I just asked for the two games, paid the money, and what, I didn't even listen. She could have charged me a thousand pound for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what I paid. Honestly, I might have the uh, receipt somewhere. I believe I they were fifty pound each, weren't they? Forty nine ninety nine. They were. That sounds um, about accurate for a Nintendo game. I don't think they're worth the money, if I'm being honest. Um, look, it's not a triple A game, is it? You look at you look at the costs but of a games a these game days. Normally, costs towards sixty or seventy. Yeah, it's, it's in relative terms. Yeah, go back, go back ten years ago. Fifty fifty pound for a game. Yeah, it should be a triple A title. I, but I remember like, when I was a kid. I, I played, I, I bought, I was super excited, and like I would buy the new Tony Hawk's games and stuff like that, 15, 20 quid for the PlayStation 2 or whatever. Um, mm. And then uh, I was super excited because Mystery Dungeons was coming out, it was a brand new game, I was like, oh my god, this like Pokemon game looks cool as fuck, and it was like 30 quid. I think charging around 30 to 40 pounds, like 40 if, if there's like sort of revolutionaries like new mechanics or there's, there's an actual step up in the quality of the game or there's like a ton of new features that kind of stuff as much as i think that the developers and stuff should get what they're paid for i don't think the current pricing of the pokemon games is worth it in my opinion i did pre-order it on amazon i did get and they were 50 quid each i bought the bundle but i did get an email about a day or two after i bought them saying that oh hey by the way pre-order price promise uh you're having them both for 42 pound 50 so I was like, awesome, I'm happy. Because I think 50 quid is way too much. Mm. Because what's the, look, look at this. So yes, it's, it's uh, a Nintendo exclusive. Um, ignoring all the bugs and stuff like that. Do you think paying 50 quid, I think it was 50. It may have been 40. 50 quid for a remake of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Do you think that that was worth it? For a remake. See, you're asking this to me, the person that literally said that it is the same story-wise to a degree, but there were a lot of new mechanics in it. Yeah, there were a lot of new mechanics, but so all yes, they that was worth it. They, I think they could have done it at a cheaper price. I think they, that could have been put down to thirty quid. Personally, like what was new? The Dex Nav, uh, a the, couple of the the legendary island things where you could go to all of them. You could have done that with the Game Shark. Like no, there was day. a lot more than just that. No, I know, but like generalizing, it it wasn't sort of there was there was no extra story behind any of it. You yes, could there fly, was. Not that much. You could fly yes, around in was. the air. Not that I can remember. Kev, just really what? quickly before you go down this rabbit hole, you are about to go head and head head to head with the resident Pokemon nerd of this po that's podcast. Fine. That's fine. 
I absolutely you, adored Omega. You will lose. Sapphire. So you know he talked about the rants. Well. The like I, I sit there and say, like Ash can sit there and say, help wise, me. It did follow the skeletal path that the original game had, it but it was extended quite a bit. I mean. No, the, the, yeah, the, the, the main story was there. The story was there and whatever. The yes, skeletal then... version of it was, but they twisted it a lot to incorporate the fact that it was a new game. But it didn't seem... It was... The just... biggest example of that was the whole Megastone Evolution stuff. Yeah. A lot of the game I mean... changed because of that. Well, I to me, that wasn't a significant... Just because you could have Mega Rayquaza and... Uh, Kyogre ground on an No, ignoring all the primals and everything for just the story, Megas being in changed the story. Was it like 10 to 20 pounds worth of story though? I'd say so, yeah. I was happy to pay that price for a Mega Ruby. Look, I was happy to, pl- pe- to pay for it. I, I like, will I, say... I both of them because I, I love the games. But I, I will d- say I agree with your argument to a point but for that game I think it's a bad example. Sun and Moon maybe should I have chose... been the example that you went for, or maybe, Brilliant yeah. Diamond and Shining Pearl should maybe have been the example you went example. for. Yeah, because Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, that it was, I think, of my childhood, Ruby Sapphire and Emerald were my favorites by far. Like they I were the most them. memorable for me. Yeah, same. Like, don't get me wrong, I love blue, yellow, and all that, and fire, red, leaf, green. I love those. Like, they're the OGs for me. But Ruby Sapphire and Emerald where like I played those to the death and I did the same with because uh, I had Omega Ruby my daughter had Sapphire and I spent countless hours breeding Pokemon just playing a game holding my bloody thumbstick to the left so I go around in that island in a full square for hours on end just a rubber band on it. <laughs> yo I liked watching it I used to count how many times <laughs> how is that invested you can but you just put a rubber band on it and then you can no, do it on another fucking console as well no, I know, but I just like doing it, you know? Like, it was... I loved it, but, um... It was that, like, the playthrough of it. Like, this, the story changes. Maybe because it's been so long, I haven't... I've forgotten it, but I haven't... It hasn't necessarily been memorable for me to ingrain into my I brain. I will but... happily do a playthrough with you. After this game dies down, I will happily go through and do a playthrough of Mega Ruby Alpha Sapphire with you, and I will point out the new shit. Like, I can just remember, like, the point. new Primal stuff and all that kind of... Like, I can remember parts of it it's not so f- like it's kind of crossing over with the original story but it's like i can remember like you flying through the air and you can get latius or whatever flying through the air and you can yeah, find the, the other that yeah the eon flute um that kind of that was cool they, they had really cool new mechanics and i did like it um but like thinking back i don't for a nostalgic game yes i would pay it pay it again probably anyway <laughs> but i don't think it's worth it to a degree like, the I, only Pokemon game recently I felt that I've been robbed was when uh, Sun and Moon were brought out, and a year later, Ultra Sun Ultra Moon came out, which was the same game but slightly harder. Like they changed yeah. nothing. Yeah. That's the one time that I paid for a Pokemon game that I felt robbed. I've been robbed. Yeah, like that kind of shit that doesn't fly with me. Um, the only like thing they did with Shield. that was the Totems and then Ultra Necrozma. That was effectively what you paid the, extra, the full game for again, was getting that. And maybe it's like one or two new Pokemon. That was it. Yeah. I can I can justify paying the money for Sword and Shield because I hadn't played a Pokemon since Ruby Sapphire. Sword and Shield was a new game. Yeah, that was a new game. But 
after buying it and then buying the DLC. I still haven't played through the DLC actually, so I don't know if it's worth it. But was it thirty-five quid? I think it was for the like the. But again, the, the... it's what you expect to pay for DLCs now. Actually, that's cheaper than what you'd expect to pay for a DLC nowadays. Is it though? Yeah. Most DLC nowadays are literally rocking between the thirty and fifty pound mark, depending on what game it is. Yeah, dude, but dude, you're being charged twenty pound for a skin on certain games, like. No, I <laughs> just, just saying, like. No, that's that's extortion. That, that's I'm a... trying to think of what the newest DLC was that I bought. Like for example, Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn had what was it, F- Frozen Wilds or something as a DLC? There was something like that. The main game was about fifty pounds, sixty pounds. The DLC was forty to fifty, and that was just for a DLC. That's like a massive game, and it's got loads of intricacies and stuff, though, right? I don't know too much about it. You're better off to tell me, like, I don't know. Something that's like... still that's still an example of a DLC that's just come out that is just added content for the game that you paid extortion. Destiny's another example. You paid for Destiny, then you've got Destiny to pay for the DLC be. for Destiny, which was the same price as the fucking game, which but you how... were forced to pay for to continue playing. I don't agree with that one. I think that's a a, a massive piss take because as somebody that played. Th- Destiny 2 when that came out and stuff and played it to the death again uh, I, I don't think that that's a good thing that you can't continue unless you pay Destiny released three DLCs I think for the first Destiny that was out after those three DLCs were up and done they were like alright we're going to start entirely fresh Destiny 2 and you get to transfer fuck all Yeah, that pissed off most of the community and I think that's where most of the community just ditched Destiny at that point and Destiny was a massive game when it came out it had so much behind it. And it had a huge fan base. And I think that's when most of the people dropped off. And they were already dropping off around Taken King because they were pissed off at the price they were paying. I think I can compare it... I can closely like compare it to something like World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, that kind of stuff. Call of Duty would be a better example for me. I yeah. don't know enough about World of Warcraft. That's but World so... of Warcraft doesn't force you to pay for the DLC to continue playing. It does. Not to my knowledge, you can still play through the other DLCs and do what you want. Oh yeah, to, be, right. to, be, so, to progress, you need to buy the DLCs. Yeah, so for, for Destiny, if you wanted to continue doing the weekly nightfalls or the weekly raids or whatever to get the extra, I think they're called engrams or something, you were forced to buy the newer DLC because that's where all of that content was. You couldn't do it on the older content. Yeah, not anymore. Once that DLC was released, you were forced to pay for it. That's daft. Not to mention the fact that they increased everyone's light to a bare minimum to be able to start the new DLC. So all that hard work you put on throughout the year meant nothing. So can I just quickly go over this? Yeah. I I understand that World of Warcraft is a subscription-based thing. And to be fair, you've got to pay for the servers and stuff like that. So I can understand. It's the same thing with Nintendo Online. You've got to pay for Nintendo that because servers and whatever. So what do you think that World of Warcraft is a AAA title game? For what it is, I'd say it's probably quite close. Well, it's it is like um a massive, obviously game, a massive bloody popular game. Um, so being how popular it is, how much do you think the new DLC would cost you? Probably not a lot because it's a PC exclusive. Just like this is a Nintendo exclusive. Yeah, but this is like you're talking like. Talking about DLCs for other games and things like that, like they don't have to code any World of Warcraft stuff for multiple consoles. 
I do sort of agree with the DLC for Pokemon shouldn't be that expensive. But the actual base game being 50 quid, I thought was fairly reasonable. For Pokemon, I think the base game should be around 40. It shouldn't be much more than 40. 50 is really not much more than 40. Well, it's 10, isn't it? Like, yeah. That's, well, that's not people much. people that sit and work on the game. Yeah, the, I, I totally their, agree. Their living wage has gone up. Mm. So naturally the game is going to cost more anywhere. Well, if, uh, the living wage goes up uh, every year and stuff anyway. But the games it? have been going up every year, more or less. I'm At not getting into politics. Well, anyway, <laughs> so the base game for World of Warcraft, the new one that is coming out in eight days. I'm assuming it's around forty quid. It's thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, mm. which is about what I guess. So cool. yeah. I'm happy with that. So, Call of Duty, however, cross platform game. Mm. How, how much is that to buy? Sixty. The game so. or DLCs they release. Just ignoring the game. Uh, just ignore. Just like the, just the game is. Is it what? The it's game was sixty nine ninety nine. The game. The game was sixty. Yeah, just yeah. the game. The, the game, game is usually between sixty and seventy. Yeah. So for a game like that, that's extortionate. Has... But yeah, I was. I would say I... Call of Duty is too high, but again, like they have got cross cross platform to deal with and maintain. Exactly. I as much as I agree. That it is extortionate. I'm much more happy paying sixty quid for a Call of Duty game than uh, paying fifty for. But uh, how can... much in Call of Duty is it the same guns, the same core mechanics, and the same maps that you pay for? And that's... that's just the online. That's not going into the story. How much of so, that is the you... same recycled content that it always is? So is a Pokemon game. Pokemon normally release around 70 to 100 new Pokemon. That's not including any new um, you're, you're still mechanics going around, or anything like that. You're still going around pretty much using the same team because they're quite overpowered or whatever. You're still going no, you around don't. battling the same Pokemon. You might do our choice, but that doesn't mean that there's No, no, I mean, it. like, you're, all, all you're doing is just running around, going battling new Pokemon, and then breeding for a thousand hours to get the best competitive team you can. It's the same. It's the same sort of core principle, but it's not. That's just for competitive, but it's still new stuff. A quarter of their Pokemon are brand new. That's not including any new moves that they give to the original Pokemon we already have to change the meta up. Call of Duty is the same guns, the same <laughs> maps. How often does the meta change? Every single time a new game's released, the meta changes. And then does it whittle back to like? No. Ash Greninja's and all that kind of stuff. Ash Greninja's never been in the meta. Since no, but you know what I mean. Released. Like, like the Megalopony, the uh, no, because Megas aren't in the game. That's why the the meta changes because every time they release a new one, the stuff that was pretty good in the last one, Megas, Gigantamax, whatever, isn't in the new one, so the meta changes. That's before they start including new dual typings, new Pokemon, new abilities, any of that. The meta so, just changes every single time. As far as I'm aware, as well, I don't think Call of Duty is charging you for maps anymore. It's not. I'm just giving an example, same yeah. as what you are. No, I know. I'm. I'm just. The thing is, you're arg not not arguing back. You're discussing discussing back, and this is what I like because you know more about that, and I know more about this kind of stuff, and then it gives both insights, and it's showing both sides of the coin. Ah, sure. Have you got enough. your little help me sign I can borrow? <laughs> <laughs> So, like, 
you're paying 60 quid. I understand that you, like, with the, Poke, uh, the Pokemon... Uh, 50. No, I was looking at Call of Duty price then, okay. sorry. 60 uh, or 70 for Call of Duty. Yeah, 60 quid for Call of Duty. Um, because they've got the new Battle Pass here, the crap, that stuff, you pay £25 for the new Vault Edition or whatever, and you get the first Battle Pass for the season, you get 50 tier skips, whatever. You get whatever. I'm not interested in that stuff. Um, I did buy it, though. <laughs> But you're buying that that you're not interested in, but you're complaining about an extra ten pounds on a Pokemon game. I do appreciate as well that every single person that I know that's bought Call of Duty, all of them have said that it wasn't worth it. Well, the actual game. Mm-hmm. I like it. I enjoyed the game. Like I've got used to the guns and I've got used to the movement and everything. And before I thought it was like a bit of hot garbage, but when I actually started playing it, I played with the guns that I didn't want to unlock the guns that I wanted. And now that I've got those guns, I'm enjoying it. Because the other guns seem a little bit too underpowered when everyone else is running around with the more overpowered guns. Or That's what I mean. You paid 60 quid to use the same guns that you would have used in the older games. Well, I haven't had a Call of Duty since, like... No, but you knew ago. off the bat what gun you wanted. That's because of research. I was looking at what the pro players were using and then... Oh, now you, there's like different variants. Uh, I'll just say the Lachman. There's there's that SMG that I like. There's another okay. one that I've still yet to unlock. I can't remember what it's called, but there's an That's MP5. MP5 has been in every single card. Um, yeah, it has. I know. How many steps did it take you to get to the Lachman? Um, the Lachman I've never heard of, so I don't know if that's been in That's, a, that's like the MP5. I, 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 watched, I watched a video on it the other day where a person wanted to use a certain version of the Lachman with a certain attachment and they needed uh-huh. to level up 17 different guns in that's, certain ways to be able to get it. that's bullshit. It was, I, it I, was generally... Certain, if he wanted to use a certain attachment, I can, I can understand. But the attachment that I wanted to use, I needed to use uh, the Lachman... But... Uh, yeah, but like to even rifle. get the Lachman that he wanted, he had to use a different gun, which needed yeah. to use a different gun, which needed to use a different gun. And in order to unlock that gun, you had to use another Lachman to level Two like to, to, to level of to like level five or fucking six or whatever it may be. Well, like, at least that's a mechanic in the game, which as much as it's annoying, I appreciate because then you can't go out and you. It's, it's not like every other Call of Duty that before where you you get to like level. Uh, 45 and you unlock the mp5 and then you can instantly put all the attachments on there like there's, no you there's... always had to unlock the attachments when i you, get leveling the gun yes. i get leveling the gun itself to get the attachments for the gun but like it doesn't sit well in my brain where it goes you have to get good at using this gun to be able to have a scope on this gun like what some <laughs> excuse me uh, specifics way, uh, I think there was like a Lachman grip or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's coded like the wording was similar, so I may have thought I said that. But in order to get that grip on a different gun, I needed to get one of the Lachmans to a certain level, which you can understand is like sort of merging the guns or merging parts of the other guns with like a different gun. But yeah, uh, which honestly, like. As much as I'm gonna load it up later and I'm gonna be oh this is fucking annoying. But I I do like it because a casual player like me, because that's where I am now, I, I 
casual player with it. It gives me something not just like, oh, shoot, shoot, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm just going through the game with the same gun. I've, it's forcing me to use different guns, which is forcing me to use a different play style, which then is forcing me to play the game totally differently to what I would. So it, it it's always interesting. Did you just say you were a casual player? Yes. My God, you've no. done research onto what the pro players were using to be able to pick your gun. I just wanted to, to know <laughs> what I was <laughs> that, that, that is not casual. <laughs> That I is not to, casual. I used, to play, I, used, I, used, I used to compete, okay? So allow it. <laughs> that is not casual. <laughs> you'll be using whatever gun you enjoy running. You do research best. into any game so and you are no best. longer a casual. <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't played it for about two My weeks. My guy's writing a dissertation on fucking Modern Warfare 2, but he's a casual. Look, I wanted... A, like, I know there's a few pro players that I've got pretty much the exact same playstyle. So that's I, that's if, fine. If I, that's so fine. if I watch them, see what guns they're running, I can test them out. Mm -hmm. uh, if I like them, then I'll use them. But if they're shit, I'll go to other guns or other pro players that are similar and then test out those guns. Because if I know, for example, Scump, like, uh, I played a lot like him back in the day, and even before I used to like check out what loadouts they were using, um, I was using pretty much the same setup as him anyway, for assault and SMG, because our playstyles were extremely similar. So that's always like a go-to. So if I see he's using, um, like dual Berettas or something, just going around just hip firing his sniper mm. rifle, <laughs> then I'm gonna give that a go. Like that's. Like if if that works for him, then it could work for me, because like the place. Yeah, I get that. But then it it all c comes down to gun control, and reaction times and everything as well. Because there's a lot of the attachments and stuff that, as much as they're good, a lot they of them reduce the ADS time. So you have to do some tinkering around and like fucking around with things, which there's a lot of customization in them and in the last Call of Duty that I played it was it was like mm. it and I thought you know what I really can't be asked to learn this shit so I'll just copy whoever's using the gun and then they're shitting on me with because they shouldn't be shitting on me <laughs> then I copy their gun loadout and then I shit on them so there's that there's there's that kind of thing so yeah research is key gamers that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> research is not for casual gamers though gamer <laughs> I'm fine with you doing whatever the hell you want to play a game. But a casual gamer is someone who finishes their 9 to 5 job, comes home, sticks their feet up and jumps on Call of Duty to get shat on by a sweat boy like you. I, it's not a sweat boy. Look, look, I'm, <laughs> what I'm trying to say I know, is, I'm just pushing your button with that one. No, oh, you do more than push my button if you want. Oh, daddy. But, uh, oh yeah. If you, <laughs> like, if, I, I, I just think, personally, there's a lot of people shitting on the game because of that reason. Because they can't be asked to do the progression. It takes a long time, don't get me wrong. It's, it's annoying. Especially when you don't have the experience, uh, tokens and whatever. Uh, it can seem, and like the time to kill can seem quite fast. And I still think it is kind of fast. Um, but at the same time, you, you've just got to adapt. Like it's a, it's, it's a first person shooter, like kill or be killed, like, you know? I'm I'm that bad at Call of Duty. It's not a time to kill counter that affects me. It's how long, how how quick it is that I die. <laughs> it's not time to kill. It's time yeah. to die. 
No, there, there is no killing involved with my skill at all. time on the kill cam screen when he does play in the it's, game. It's, how effective can I be as a meat shield? Is it even worth me playing this game? See, I, I read the other day, there was this, I think, from what I understand, this guy um, playing Call of Duty, he didn't fire a single gun and he got to max level. He didn't kill anyone and he got to max level. Not just be playing things like domination, though, and just checking the flag or whatever. So what I'm thinking, I'm not even max level yet. Like I, I know I haven't played that long, but what I'm thinking, he's he's used some experience buffs, and uh, he's just gone with a riot shield. And on team-based games like that, uh, like domination, hardpoint, etc., with his uh, riot shield out, just deflecting bullets. Because I'm fairly certain deflecting bullets it does give you points. Uh, yes. Gives you points as well. So. That could be, but that's pretty sick. Getting to level fifty-five, but now he's max level. He has no guns unlocked <laughs> because he's got to use guns to unlock other guns and then attachments. But like going back to it, I do agree the fact that they needed to do something with Call of Duty. So ever since what is it, Black Ops Two, I want to say that had the gun leveling feature mm. when they the, when they brought out that new Pick Ten system. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's when the gun leveling system came in, and that's when you had to like sort of level up to get the unlock the attachments. Um, but before that, as soon as you could unlock the gun, you could just put the attachments on, providing you were you as a player was a high enough level. I agreed with that, but like that 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 being my point is, you should be able to unlock the gun with your like player level, and then once you've unlocked the gun, you should need to be able to use that gun to be able to unlock the attachments and whatever else to go on it that's the way it should be you shouldn't have to use other guns to be able to use that gun i i do agree but i also see it from the other side because it's like it gives you more of like rather than just like sticking to the like it doesn't it does for the first month or two until everyone's grinded to get what they want and then everyone plays with what they want anyway yeah, but then at it's least just you've got a... that progression. And then you, if you've progressed through the game and thought, oh shit, I've unlocked every gun, then I've got all the attachments or whatever for the guns, or I need this specific specific attachment. So what as, as, as I'm going through these guns, I'm always going for the challenges at the same time. So I'm making sure that if I need to get, like, crouch kills or something, like I'm trying to get the crouch kills as I'm going to level up the gun because not only that unlocks the camos, but it gives when I do unlock the camos, I get more experience for unlocking those camos, which then levels the gun up even more. So it can push people like me, um, to to go more towards the unlocking route where you unlock everything like like the camos for the gun guns. And I know people are grinding them and they've got all of them or most of them unlocked and stuff. Like I'm not about that life doing it. I used to Black Ops Two. I fucking flew through it because. What I used to do, I would always shoot for, I know that's what you're supposed to do, anyway, but I'd always like purposefully shoot for the head. I'd always over sort of aim it higher to make sure that I would. I would try my best not to shoot down like towards their torso. Like I would only ever go for headshots. And doing that not only made me obviously a better marksman, but I just was able to fly through all of them. And I'd start with the pistols because as soon as you like get a gold camo or get a hundred headshots with pistols, then I'd go to a sub, or then I'd go to um, uh, an assault rifle or something. Because then, if I can do it with a the pistol, then I'm in that sort of headshot mood, 
do it with a uh, assault rifle or SMG, then go back to a pistol after I've done one or two of those, just so I can keep uh, the target practice up, essentially. But I think that the ch from a from a challenge perspective and a progression perspective, it keeps the game fresh. Um, until obviously until you unlock the gun that you want, then that's up to your your choice if you want to try out different attachments or whatever. But if you see the meta changing, like if obviously certain buffs and nerfs are going to come, especially if the CDL is going to be coming to this game as well, then you're going to be needing to unlock other guns or other attachments. So you're going to need to unlock the stuff anyway. And with that, I do agree with it. Because when you're leveling up, there's so much stuff that you're unlocking now to do with score streaks, death, like not death streaks, field upgrades or something. Um, you got to unlock certain things for kill, uh, for perks and, and whatnot. And there's just different ways that you can unlock things. So I think putting guns or putting attachments on the leveling feature as well, considering you're not actually getting um, any prestigious, it's just level 55 and that's it. There's still a lot of things that you're unlocking from zero to 55. So to put those things in there, I think they'd just be too much and it wouldn't really feel uh, as, what's the, what's the word, an accomplishment to unlock the guns because you're just doing it by leveling up. Mm. So I think that way of progression is better. And how the hell did we go from like a, a discussion from Pokemon and Call of Duty and like if it's worth it to like a heavy discussion on the way that like Call of Duty is at the moment. Because you were mad the to the Pokemon cost ten pound more than you'd like to. It's not about mad. I pay for it because I enjoy it. Like if I want something or if I like something, you think I can it get should it, be cheaper it. than what it is. I personally, yes, because it's a one. It's oh, this is going to sound harsh, but it's kind of like a one-dimensional game. Like you do the story, that's it for the story. Same as Call of Duty. But then you talked um, about like new mechanics and things. There's four different there's, new mechanics compared to Pokemon. There is four different ways to play through this uh, version of Pokemon. There is also that, yes. <laughs> Which is also a new mechanic, as well as it being the first um, progressive the open world. Uh, there's the gyms, there's the titans, there's the... Well, technically um, the three, and then there's the Pokedex. The, the titans, though, is that, isn't that just legendary Pokemon? No. Nope. I don't know... <laughs> really what it is so i see I it depends like how much you want spoilers because you kind of need to do a titan to understand what the for yeah right, okay but um, without going into it it's not legendary it is not. something that's alternative way of going through the right, game okay. you've got the gyms no. you've got um with, the team no star spoilers. bases so that's like Team Magma, Team Aqua kind of thing that's Team Rocket that's that's sort of like base kit for Similar, every but the, Pokemon but the, game but they, they're different in the sense that you're not just, like, randomly coming across them You've got doing something. you to attack their bases. Like, they have established so you're bases. you're basically invading them. You're a terrorist to their land. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Essentially. And you go, go, you go around slaughtering their Pokemon until the leader decides that that's enough and they want to challenge you. Yeah. Essentially. That to is effectively what that is. Me, I've got a sneaky feeling that the person that hacked my phone... Is like the leader anyway, and it's just trying to recruit you. There is, I believe, as well. Um, I think we touched on it before the release. Was it like racing ways or something like that? With the is it races? I'm sure they said something about I... like racing, racing around the island. You can no. With they friend. were saying that in regards to you. There's multiplayer. You yeah. don't race around. Yeah, like race around the island with your friends, like basically hey, listen, on your, you on your bike thing. I haven't been online. They very well might be at like actual races, but as far as I know, I think what they were getting at is that you just play with your friends. Yeah, 
Okay, Look, but that, that'd be... friends, that kind of stuff. I yeah. yeah. I think that that is the main reason why I didn't really care much for paying for it at this price. If it didn't have anything sort of groundbreaking or whatever, I, I would have sort of regretted it a little bit more. But knowing the... Because we did go over the stuff, and if it was just like a base game where you just play through like Sword and Shield, and then it's just the, the competitive or whatever side, I don't think it's worth the 50 quid, personally. I will say as well, I have actually come across one of the legendaries, and you mm. do have to go out of your way for them. But, mm. uh, like, is it like back in the day where you had to do like Deoxys puzzles, or like you had to do certain things in the Reggie Rock cave? And I'm not going to say what you have to do, but you do have to go out of your way to do them. No, so I mean, is it is it like that? Is it like you have to go out of your way, then you have to complete something or whatever to do to get access to it? Pretty you much. have to find things around the map. Right, so yeah, so it's it's kind of like a, a well, a treasure hunt. Or you can go Which to is... one of the towns and use strength on a truck, and there'll be a passage <laughs> underneath to find you. Yeah, I so... I so wish they had brought that into one of the games. Like it's been such a like it's been nodded to in in remakes of Red and Blue and things like that. I've always wanted them to include it as an actual feature. Look, they could have done it in. Let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. If it was any time to do it, they could have done it then. I just wish they had. I just wish they had. Or if they... that They will. Eventually they'll go back to Kanto in a storyline. Well, now that Ash has won the championship, they probably will. Because he's probably going to go back, tell his mum and that kind of stuff. No, apparently Ash is done now. He's 11 now, he's retired. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> apparently they're doing away with Ash. They're going to have a new uh, trainer. What are they going to do? Start <laughs> Jota with gold and silver now? No idea. <laughs> yeah, I do sort of wish have, that they had sort of done that years ago. That would be like that would be a series that I would watch for them to go through the games rather than like the anime. But they do kind of go through the games and at least they, in the original animes to a degree the original they yeah. did yeah they do I to respect but it's it's always Ash that's the main character so ra rather than having that where they would because be like the how's that any different to you being the main character yeah like you that, are the main character in the game you have to go around defeating all the gyms going to your rival getting your ass kicked yeah but each series like each series could have started with a new kid having that first thing of finding their starter and starting their adventure rather than ash arriving in johto to go through the johto league if that makes but sense ash was their selling character yeah I get why they did it, but it's also like going back now. Something I would like to watch if they were to if they were to announce and say we're going to animate, do an animated version of all of the games. So it'll be like red and blue in Kanto, and then series two will be um, gold and silver in Johto. Like that would be something I would be interested in watching. I'm not saying to get rid of Ash and never do it that way. Just an alternative, <laughs> uh, just an alternative show. I will say they did have. Um, the they did Pokemon as a comic, Chronicles. wasn't it? They had Pokemon Chronicles where you followed other trainers, mm. and occasionally it would go back not to Ash but to Ash's Pokemon. They, they, there is an animated version of 
um, Red Story, I believe. It was based on a comic. So that someone made a comic on based on the game, and then they developed the comic into an animated series. But it was very like, like like the first season of Pokemon for Ash goes on forever until he gets to the Pokemon League. Whereas this was like a ten series thing, and by the end of the tenth episode, he's fighting Mewtwo. So there's not a lot of depth to it. It follows like the key events through the journey rather than like the whole thing. Like, I think it'd be quite interesting to watch it through and watch, like, even them going through, like, the Rocket Hideout in Kanto. Like, as a TV show, that'd be really cool to watch. I think it'd be cool, the Ruby Sapphire route. That every, everyone would have a favourite season they would be looking forward to then, because it would be their game. Yeah. Because think of, like, May and that going through mm. the Ruby Sapphire. And then all of a sudden you see this huge ass ground on mm. just fucking shit up and then the season finale would be like a two or three parter where yeah. uh, ground on Kyoga and Rayquaza is just like going at each other's throats mm. and then you eventually get to calm them down and do whatever like that would, that would be a really cool series that I would like to watch to see the game like because although you could play through the games everyone, everyone would have had a different team going through the games and things like that. So it'd be interesting to see, like... Sorry, it just what? came to my head. Imagine a Nuzlocke. <laughs> a Nuzlocke anime <laughs> Just you random wondering now. Just, just pick a starter. You, you've got Mewtwo. You, yes. you, you've got Celebi. Oh no, my Pidgeot has fainted. Just froze the Pokeball to one side. Bye! <laughs> and you've got a Bidoof. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Something like that would be funny. They wouldn't do it because it'd have to be aimed at kids, but, like, to see them go through the games, like, and stay not so much religious to the games, but follow the key stories of the games, including the side quest with the whatever team it may be, Rocket, Magma, Magma blah de blah, do you know what I mean? But, like, that would be quite a cool series to watch. And then you would, like, there's certain things like, is this Sun and Moon where um, Red and Blue come back? Or is it just blue? Uh, I know there's a later version, a later game where there's a later one version of them... where they appear in the battle tower. But I don't remember them coming back in Sun and Moon. Could be wrong though. No, I don't think they they battle you. I think it's just they're part of the story. Like they appear and like talk to the main character and then they disappear. Like even like the Johto series could end with like that battle in Mount Silver against Red. Which I know is technically like post-game content, but yeah, that would be pretty cool. But that'd be just an, an, an interesting series to watch if they ever wanted to make something like that. Yeah, but uh, going back again to the original point, how are you finding the game? <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, I'm I'm enjoying it so far because I'm I'm chilling through it. Like usually. I'd be like, yo, I'm just like nailing this. I want to get to Elite Four, complete it, blah, blah, blah. But I'm taking my time and I'm enjoying it. I'm just like at the first gym. Mm. I, I, I just walked, literally just yeah. walked in. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm enjoying it. It's, it's got some cool little quirks. Like when, if you jump off the, the side or whatever, or jump in the water with your legendary, your chosen sort of cover 
Pokemon. It sort of brings you back, even though you can't swim or whatever. They can jump over. They, it brings you back. The fall-in feature, then you can jump back up the the wall or whatever it is. They've they've added some good things, and it's. I feel with the way that I know it's a kids' game, but mm-hmm. it's like you got. There's probably more kids that play Call of Duty than mm. kids that play Pokemon, and it's probably the same. There's probably more adults that play Pokemon than they do play Call of Duty. Um, so they've kind of... I do like the GPS system. That's pretty cool. They've sort of catered to like very new players that can't follow a story or that get lost or whatever, which to a point I do understand. But it's the open world nature of it. I do like all of it. It's pretty. It's cool. sort of a case of you you can't soft lock yourself on it where you're completely yeah. stuck trying to get to the next part of the game. But like I said to Ash just before we started, um, being the nature of how open world it is, I do sort of feel myself wandering around a lot more than I usually would. Where I'm like, exactly. I don't. I don't know what I want to do next. Give me some sort of direction at least. Like even if. Like like we were saying with like the Titans and the um the gyms and all the different ways of playing the game, if like certain certain parts of the map were locked until you got X amount of badges or titans yeah, or just about like, to say the same thing. Not even completely locked like locking down the map, just certain areas just to give you that little bit of, of a restriction back to where you need to go. Restriction, um a, an idea of progress of like you finish a gym and they're like, oh my god, this uh, this area is now available, and you're like, oh wicked, I'm now like strong enough to go to that area. I can go and have a look. Let's go and see what's there, and things yeah. like that, just to have a little bit more direction. But then that sort of defeats the whole purpose of open world gameplay. So I do understand it. I'm just when I play Pokemon, I'm very scatterbrained. Yeah. So I am just sort of like, oh shiny, oh piece, oh Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and because it's a game that I haven't played for since Shield, mm. it's like I'm sort of like I'm exploring more. Mm. It's like I've I've spent I I think I spent maybe half an hour forty five minutes just in the starting area, just walking around trying to avoid all of the Pokemon for starters, and then um, just looking for hidden hidden gems and stuff. Like all the what do you call it? Uh, the the, the Pokeballs are the maps and stuff. Like I I just looking for those. Yeah. So I I do find myself exploring more. And like you said, I remember back on some of the other ones, other games where you couldn't go to a certain point. They didn't hold your hand with the questing. They mm. didn't tell you what you needed to do per se. But like for example, if you go past the tree village, the tree house village, I think in Ruby Sapphire Emerald, uh, you needed. To be able to see Calaclos or whatever they're called, the, the little chameleon dudes. Yeah. Because you, they were sort of like soft locked the map so you couldn't progress and you needed to be able well, to see Kecleon. them. Kecleon. Kecleon, yeah. that's one. Yeah, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he on about? I knew Mate. what he was on about when he said chameleon thing, but I couldn't think of the name of it either. I couldn't think of the name either. I know it was Kec something. I thought you were going on to like uh, Monster Hunter and you were like, oh, Camellius? I'm like, <laughs> Kef doesn't play Monster Hunter as far as I know. Or was it Kec? Kecleon, isn't it? Kecleon. Yeah. But I couldn't I couldn't remember the name of it. I'm so confused what you were on about and then it clicked. But yeah, so the Kecleon and then like you needed to be able to see him be- because like otherwise you couldn't walk past. Mm. 
Uh, then you needed like the the scope thing, wasn't it? Yeah, you need yeah. to be able, you needed to be able to see him, and then when you could, you could sort of like move him out of the way and then get to the gym and then go to the next town, that kind of stuff. Or like you needed to learn cut, or mm. get a cup of tea uh, for the guards, that kind of stuff. Like there's no soft lock. It is. It truly feels like so far like an adventure game. Mm. Like you are out there and you have an yeah. adventure, and you've got free reign to do whatever you want in whichever order you want it to yeah. be. Like, like, which it was quite cool to be like walking around and I just walked up to this Pokemon and was like, oh, like I'll, I'll battle this. Wasn't really concentrating, started battling it, and it like one hit KO'd the first Pokemon I was using. It was like, oh, oh I've done that. I walked up to like a level 50 when I was in my little 20s. I'm like, yeah, yeah nah, I'm not <laughs> yeah. fighting that. I'm <laughs> so out. Like, I had like a level, I think it was like level 12 or 13 something at, at the front, and it was a level 30 something. Uh, terrestrial form as well. And I was like, I I just seen the shiny thing. I was like, oh, let's go and see what this is. And it just fucking slaughtered me. <laughs> it was just like, oh shit. Minus the slaughtering part, that's pretty much what I did before we started this. Like mm. I was like, oh, it's a golden meowth. Is that shiny? And then I just just terrestrial formed in front of me. It's like, ah oh, shit, I shouldn't have gone into this with like 10 HP. So um one of the poker tubers I used to watch a lot from uh, New York, um he's been streaming the game but his girlfriend sits and like not so much helps him play but like they'll talk to each other and like she knows a little bit about pokemon but um she'll like take over if he needs to go for like a bathroom break or something and he shared a screenshot on his twitter earlier where she ran past an actual shiny pokemon and just completely left it they didn't notice it whatsoever and oh, he's no. seen it whilst on the toilet <laughs> watching the stream you can spot shinies in the wild. Yeah, you can. Yeah, spiny, uh, spiny, shiny Spinies? Pokemon are shiny in the overworld. Mm -hmm. But there'll right. be no indication that it's shiny until you battle it. So, like, the obvious ones where they're completely different colours, you'll so notice. So, like, Gyarados, for example, there will be a red Gyarados just swimming around. But it won't have any, like, shiny particles mm -hmm. or anything. You have to battle it to get that. Oh, right. I was, I was confused then. Like, with the yeah. way you said it. Like, so the okay, actual, the, the actual, stars, like, yeah. yeah, the actual glowing ones will be terrestrial forms, um, but shiny the Pokemon will be their shiny color in the overworld, which for some Pokemon you won't know until you actually go into the battle because it's just that little difference. So there's, um, for example, uh, Ursaluna, I think it's called uh, the Hisuian thing, the evolution of Ursaring. The teddy. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I've got a shiny version of that on Pokemon Go. And I think it's a very, very slight difference between the head and the sort of like spiky things on him, the color. I think instead of brown, it's like a slight orangey tint to it. One that always stood out for me was um, Flareon. It's the same colors, but slightly lighter tint. Well, Pikachu's yeah. the same. He just goes a slightly darker tint. Yeah, so, a so there's, of them... there's a few of them that you won't even know it's shiny, just yeah. wandering around in the overworld, which really sucks. Mm. It's like I think Teddy, Ursa, and Ursaring, or whatever it's bloody called, the both the first two evolutions, I do believe they go green if yes. they're shiny. Like to go from brown to like a lime green kind of color, that's mm. easy noticeable. Um, but like this, like you said, there's certain uh, shinies that barely even change a color. Mm. So it's going to be difficult. Like, if you're shiny hunting, you you know what you're going to be looking for. Uh, take out the 
the the bugs and the glitches that are in the game at the moment, and the only have thing you experienced that I've, any? Uh, not directly, but I have sort of seen them, and um, there's a few occasions here or there where you get some frame drops when th- when you're doing things. Um, right, so I've experienced some frame drops. Yes, I've actually had my game crash on me. There we go. But take oh. take them out because it just seems like it's a bit of a buggy release, and they'll likely patch that. Um, but... Nintendo's normally quite quick with that sort of thing, so it should yeah. be done within a week. Let Think me the... just change you on that. So, do me a favor and say what from what you've experienced to take out and to fix, rather than what you've seen, because unless you've experienced it, I it's difficult then because it hasn't. It's from what people have experienced has changed your mind kind of or swayed you a little bit it's not that it's swayed me i think it's, i think it's a good game i just think that i there's a, there's a big enough voice around the community at the moment to the bugs and the glitches that they're common enough for it to be an issue yeah. so it's it feels like it's only a matter of time before they either fix it or i'll come across those issues i don't that doesn't bother me just because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a game, and they will likely fix it sooner rather than later. The yeah. thing that has bugged me the most from the game is the quality of the background. I think I know what you mean. I was at one of those like gas station mm-hmm. things with Pokemon, Pokemon, uh, TM machine or whatever it was. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to them. And then, like, the people in the background was, like, walking at 2 FPS or something? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Um, there's, there's that, but even, like, the quality of, like, a tree in the, the tree and the tree in the background compared to when you get closer to it is, like, a completely different tree sometimes. And I know that's, like, it sounds really petty, but, like, the it's quality... It's alias in, is it? Is that what you mean? Yeah, sort of. So the, the quality of the render from distance compared to when you get to that place can be vastly different. Okay. To a noticeable level. To be fair, it is a handheld console. Yeah, no, I get, I, I get that. In there's, there's, Legends like, Arceus, it was better than this. In yeah. terms of the background, yeah. Right, okay. Like, they've been known to do it better than what it is, so... There it hasn't li- been, like... Uh, yeah. AAA game style graphics, but yeah. it has been better than what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's just one of those of like, it feels like there was a few issues with the game that they couldn't quite fix in time for their release schedule, and Ish, they've yeah, just feeling that, and they've just but, gone, we'll ship it and patch it. To be fair, it's it's not. There's nothing majorly game breaking. Not yeah. That's what I'm trying yeah. to think of. It's not game breaking. It's just no, no, more no. of an annoyance. The frame. Yeah. The only thing that I've experienced personally is the frame drops. I didn't like. I was on call to Ash when mine came, and I started playing it. I had no frame drops. Ash did like the intro or something. Made his character on his second copy, mm-hmm. and he was. Com- I, I had frame drops, but you had a lot. Of, yeah, you had frame drops instantly, didn't you? But I've got the. On that one, I'm on the light system, so I think the light system doesn't handle it as well. The um, the bigger system. Yeah. So the light obviously is 
lesser hardware, but even playing through the TV, um, that's when I first noticed the frame rate. And then I noticed it then when I was playing it in handheld mode. So I don't know. It's like, that's the only thing that I've, I've witnessed. So it's it's not, it's not that it's awful. It's more, it's just, it's there and it's noticeable. Yeah. It's not bad. It's what, it just goes cinematic essentially. Mm. Like 24 frames a second, roughly. Mm. Like it's not, it's not game breaking or anything like you said, but like, as far as the other things go with like, I've seen some like <laughs> it's happened in Pokemon Go. I've not received, I've not um, been on the receiving end of seeing it, but I've seen pictures of like some horrific things going on, like the eyes popping out of the the model and the mm. teeth, and it just looks. I've evil. seen someone falling through the map. I've seen someone fall through the map too. But... They dropped off of a cliff and went straight through the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on Trainer Twitter and I I saw a load of. Load of video, load of videos in one thread. It was like, "Oh, show you Pokemon Go, uh, Pokemon uh, Scarlet Violet glitches," and there was just mm. loads of them there, and they all all were on like Chinese or Japanese consoles because mm. all the writing was like that. But yeah. it was like I've not experienced any of them. I must have watched like ten to fifteen of them. I just didn't see any of those in my game, which I'm lucky in, like I guess. But like, I don't think they're like overtly a massive problem. But given the amount of things that I've seen without going looking for it, I would say it's common enough for it to be a bit of an issue. It also goes back to what a lot of people are complaining about is they paid this amount of money and the game <laughs> clearly wasn't ready for it, mm. like for release. But so say it does, does seem say, like I think they've... a lot of people are just kind of, not over-exaggerating, but... Well, it's at... not as bad as what people are making it out to be. Like, yeah. it's annoying for sure, but it doesn't necessarily change your experience all that much. It's, like, it's not cyberpunk. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so, like, cyberpunk really... For that for a long time. Yeah, it's not Assassin's Creed. It's not... It's not a lot... Like, I've... I've played some games where it's literally screwed. And you can't play it at all. Even if it's like down to memory leaks. Well, like, it was it Dying Light like 2 it. for me on PlayStation. Like, you could not play it. Yeah, we mm. had some issues on Dying Light. I had... Uh, I tried going to Ryan's game to complete a mission and Max's game to complete a mission. And there was like this... I couldn't progress in there because I couldn't complete this specific mission. I had to go rescue some kids or something. And then mm. when I got back, I had to talk to the woman. The woman wasn't there. She was in her room and she was refusing to come out. And I did some other side quests and whatever, did some other quests. And I st- still went back to her and it was just bugged. It wasn't there. I contacted support and whatnot. Uh, they said they couldn't really do nothing. Hopefully, like, she'll eventually come out or something after a patch or whatever. But it was that or start again. <laughs> We, we can't get her out of her room. She just keeps refusing. Yeah, we, we oh, can't mine was going through the story. It would lose audio, like, completely. And for all of the scenes... You know what? On some games where you have the skip option, and mm. it only skips that little bit of dialogue and just moves on to, like, sort of where they've got the next bit. Yeah. So, like, they'll go through a sentence, you'll hit skip, it'll skip that sentence and just do the next sentence. It was just doing that repeatedly the whole time and just no audio. So the subtitles that I was getting were up for like a second for me to try and quickly read whatever it was. So for just the like, faster, noob. 
<laughs> half of it though like there wasn't even subtitles either so i think i streamed it for about two or two or three hours and it got to the point where i'm like okay this is just isn't playable i don't know what's going on in the story i've got no idea why people's faces aren't rendering or they're not appearing where they should be yeah so that's it and then all of that's fixed now because that was ages ago but i've yeah. just never gone back to the again. game yeah i, I want to play it again is yeah. it cross plan no i don't think so Oh, that sucks. I'd have to get it again on uh, PC. Me and Ryan will have to play it again. Yeah, that... Download it after this. I think what it's downloaded. I can't remember. I was going to say, I, I, I think I've downloaded this day. before. I might. Yeah. Let me check. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so it's... It's downloaded. Oh, nice. I'll download it when I go downstairs then. <laughs> you um, can't complain about me not downloading it. It takes a few seconds for me. So. Yeah, that's fine. Um... One of the things I did want to ask, though, going on about Pokemon games, is if you were to, if say you were to work for Pokemon, and yeah. they asked you to come up with a new feature for the next game, what would you what would you include, or what would you like to include? It's a difficult question without knowing what's in the mechanics and stuff in this game entirely. Forget forget is about it... just for, just from the last game that you played. Sword and Shield, right. Knowing that this one's open world, because open world is a thing that people have been asking for yeah, of a Pokemon game. multiplayer as well. Mm. I think... Do you guys remember back in... Red? Mm. Fire Red, Leaf Green? I think mm -hmm. it was. Where if you guys had, like, the wireless receiver or link cable, mm. with, like, 408, you could go into, like, this room, and then... You and all your friends could go in there at the same time, and then you could challenge each other to battles and stuff. Mm -hmm. I can't Colosseum or something like that. I think yeah, the Colosseum is essentially what the Union Rooms is now. Yeah, the Union Rooms. Like I think something along those lines, bringing something like that back, or having a mixture of like the open worldness that we have now, mixed with the Battle Frontier of Emerald. Um then or the battle tower sorry not the battle mm. well the battle frontier was a good thing as well like the but i love the battle frontier um where you had to like go certain amount of stages and stuff like that and then you reach a boss and then like see how far you can get kind of thing it's like a game of zombies but for pokemon mm. um just like a, a way to socialize and like rather than just like oh hey so i want to battle like search for somebody who wants to battle me well, that's kind of what this online is, in a way. So, do they have like a centralized area where you can just like join a random lobby where there's like cause there's a limit to three more people join, isn't there? I don't think you can join random lobbies. I think it's only friends, but I could be wrong. But you just walk up to one of the Pokemon centers, that little yellow circle, stand mm, on that, yeah. and then you just join someone else's world, and you just wander wherever you want. Yeah, in their world. <laughs> That's pr that's pretty cool and all, but I I'm on about like a centralized sort of place where you can just, um, you know, kind of like on the Nintendo you're, Wii. It sounds like you're kind of saying it as if it's one of the social zones in World of Warcraft or something. Well, it's all social, really. But yeah, like, do you mean the main cities? Mm. So yeah, kind of like that. So like you can I think go it to get too crowded. I don't think the games could handle it. Well, no, like, this is what I mean. They've got the servers. We're paying for the service for, like, a reason like this. So the servers would handle it. All you're doing is rendering in other people's avatars, essentially. 
They struggle to do that. They they did it in Sword and Shield, though. If you I if you don't remember them doing it in Sword and Shield, the wild area. Sort of hub. It wasn't a hub, but if you were in the wild area and you were connected to the internet, you could see people. You could see people's like avatars. They would sort of fade in and out. Uh, you know, like um. Briefly for two seconds, it wasn't a permanent thing. And even that wasn't fantastic. Yeah, it wasn't fantastic. But if they could improve on that, they they have they've they proved that they could do it two generations ago. They may they may be looking to do something like that though, and that could be the base that testing could, yeah, for this it. Could have been the tester for it. Exactly. Like they, they've got they've got that test. They've now got the multiplayer where you can freely roam around other people's games. The next step could be having something like that. So yeah, it could be some. Interesting. Something like a main city like that, where you can have preset text, or uh, like you can have, you can obviously they got the very strict language filter. Like if you could talk to people like that, make friends, socialize, talk to people. Um, no voice comms for obvious reasons. Um, even though I think there was voice comms in Sword and Shield. They could do voice comms, but they could maybe have it restricted where you have to be like be friends. With them. If, like if you're not not even so much friends, but like say because um, Nintendo's got the parental thing on on it, isn't it? Yeah. So if you have the parental thing enabled, you can't use the voice comms. But for anyone that had their game set up where they say they are an adult playing the game, or someone that's over the age of eighteen, that they could then have the voice comms enabled. Yeah. So that way, then, if like it, like inevitably, they would end up being kids in there at some point. But that's on the child and their parents for not putting the parental guidance on the yeah. switch. I I do think though, in a situation like that, I think they should take a leaf out of Riot's book, where I believe they do take clippets of voice communications to use in banning waves and stuff. I think, unless mm. they revert that idea, but in games like this, where it's aimed towards kids and you're thinking about putting a voice chat feature in i think having that transparency to say look if, if you engage in voice comms we'll be taking like snippets for voice recognition for specific words essentially it's not to like monitor the conversations but it's more if you say anything derogatory or any like hate crimes that kind of stuff anything like that then you that can be used against you to be banned and then blocked from all voice comms uh in the future that kind mm. of stuff i think that should be implemented but as far as the, a feature i think a centralized hub like an island like a savvy island kind of thing like mm. it could be battle island or something like that or just yeah, somewhere separate or main city where you can just be there just chill with people just like, yeah, like hang out the... show each other different outfits and stuff mm. just sort of like a social battle. aspect of it like yeah yeah more... yeah make it more social because like you can if you in this gen you can go around playing the game with each other why not have like a little hub that you can find and meet new people and then like you can you could have a double battle or triple battle with another like group of friends that are like a, yeah. a double or a trio or something yeah yeah i get what you mean so it's like if if, if us three went on the hub now mm. we could just go on we could have a triple battle with another trio yeah or like we could find three others who wanted a triple battle and uh something like that because like triple battles are a thing we could choose which pokemon goes where like amongst us that's not difficult because like the the pick um, six system or whatever is there you could have you could... um 
They got rotation battles, which is usually three Pokemon, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I believe so. So if you we could don't... do a rotation battle where you have control over your Pokemon, for yeah, your that's team. what I mean. Yeah, so we'd have control. Say, for example, it'd be you, Ash, and then me. So mm. uh, you'd have a Dragonite. Uh, I should have a Greninja. I'd have mm. a Mew. I don't know. I was going to say Celebi for some reason. But yeah, so then you take Please don't bring team. a fucking Celebi to a fight. They're actually fairly good. If you, I was going to say, Celebi is not bad. Yeah, they're really mm. good. Shows how much you know. Jeez, you're not being on my trio. <laughs> but uh, no, so like you take your turn. We'd all have two Pokemon each because it's a triple battle. You take your turn. Do what you do. Ash take his turn. I take my turn. And then vice versa. And then if your Pokemon dies, then your second Pokemon comes out. Yeah. And then do it that way. If your Pokemon dies, then you can have the option of cheering us on. <clears throat> kind of like... Or DC it and leaving a salty message. Yeah, that too. <laughs> or, uh, you know, do you remember in the dens, Ash, where, like, if your Pokemon died in the Pokéden, you could you cheer cheered and it could boost the Pokemon yeah. if you cheered correctly. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of thing. I don't think that would be in... A Not in competitive. Battle. I don't think it would be in competitive. No. But, but in, like, yeah. a normal unrated battle, it would give them, like, a little boost. That has <laughs> reminded me of something that I would quite like to see in the games, though. Go on. Um, Go ahead. Back in X and Y, I think that's when they first released double battles, where it would be two people rather than just you having two mons out. Yeah. So you'd bring three on each team. And someone in the Portmore community, he was at the time called Duncan Need Deep. I think he's gone to Duncan Can't Die now or something. Mm -hmm. uh, invented free falls, which basically meant that you attacked anyone, so that even your teammate on your side. Okay. So this went on throughout Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, and I think either in Sun and Moon or in Sword and Shield, Pokemon released their own version of Free Falls. Yeah. But they f it. So how it would have worked in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, it was whoever was left standing. Mm. In their version, it was after three Pokemon got knocked out, it just ended. That was it. Mm. Which kind of defeats the objective last man standing when there yeah. still could be nine Pokemon on the field. So I'd yeah. like to see a better version of Free For All be brought in. Okay. Um, where you can actually have people load in as well, because they used to do it where they were all friends, so all four of them would just load in as doubles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they tried to make a Free For All version, but it was just shit. <laughs> so I would have liked to have seen that in the game, but made better. You know what would also be good? Is a built-in Nuzlocke feature. So that that goes on to what I would like to include, which is um, pre-game customization, where yeah. um, you can choose your level difficulty as well like as new game plus mode, that kind of thing. Do you mean? Yes, you could you could click on new game, and then it would give you an an option of um, easy mode. Which or say like um new the same new trainer, which would give you all the tips and tricks and like help you out with what moves are effective and super effective like all of those things to help people who are new to the game to have, for kids to be able to learn type ins and this that and the other and what essentially the base game is now then having a hard mode where it would take those things away that sort of the tips and tricks the effective not effective. 
has no effect and all that. Um, but they have that in this already. No, so what he's saying is the base game has that in there already, but then if you've already completed the game, or if you wanted to, you can choose to go on hard mode, which takes it away. So it doesn't tell you, like, if you've already caught um, like for, for, Tonk, for example. But like, even, even for you, Ash, like, you've played Pokemon for so many years, you don't need to know what moves are effective and not effective on a Pokemon. Not strictly true. No, but... It would be more of a challenge for you if it didn't outright tell you it, which I think could be more entertaining for for yourself. For newer games, it makes sense to have it in because you don't get told what the newer typings are. So you would need it on anywhere to learn what typing that Pokemon is until you catch it. That's what I mean. Like it would be a case of like, well, that's for city. Like you didn't, you didn't used to have that back in the day. Like red and blue, you had to figure things out. There wasn't quite as many typings. No, I, I know that. But like you could, you would, you would have the option. You could do a playthrough as a new trainer to be able to learn what typings things are and things like that. And then you could go, do you know what? I, I want to play through this game again. I but I want to play on the hard version. So it takes all of that away. So you then have to use your knowledge and memory to be able to win those battles. And in, I'm not just including like including things of like um, slightly higher levels on the gyms or slightly better Pokemon in the gyms slightly better ai in terms of what moves they would use and things like that up to a point where the next mode could be competitive mode where all of the gym leaders have competitive six pokemon teams and things like like things to to make that game more challenging for experienced pokemon players to be able to play through and have that extra enjoyment from it if that makes sense it's it makes sense. I don't think the typing thing should be in. Just purely because of everything that's coming into the game now, it kind of mm. needs to be in. But I would like to see, even if it wasn't as a game mode, having you be able to run back through the game with mm. the Pokemon you've already got and face the gym leaders again, but with them having better teams yeah. Can that I just are built say, for competitive. This is exactly like the Elite Four back in the day. Do you remember you beat the Elite Four? Yeah, you could go back and beat and the Elite after, Four again. Yeah. And then after you've done, not just that, I think you could beat the gym leaders again as well in Ruby uh, Sapphire. After you've gone to the Sevi Islands and done some extra sort of like story quests and whatever. I think uh, you could. Was it yeah. Lorelei as well? That was, no, Fire Red and Leaf Green, that was. If you go to the Sevi Islands and Island 1, I think, Lorelei or whatever it was, the I know. first. Yeah. Like after you held her out um, on the island she would then go back to Kanto or whatever it was and then you could go back and beat the Elite Four again you could beat the gym leaders again that kind of stuff and they'd have they'd all have increased um, mm. levels and some of them would change the Pokemon mm. I think yeah some of them would get additional or evolved Pokemon mm. yeah like like I know you're saying about like the the going back through and them having that competitive like the competitive team when you've got your fully established team but I think you'd be in, like a fully established team at that point. No, you'd have a team good enough to beat just random level fifties, sixties. Yeah. Wouldn't be able to beat a competitive team with that. No. You'd have to go and retrain everything. No, you but like it, it'd be good it. to see like 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 they done with um like some of the ROM hacks where they have Pokemon designed to challenge you. It's supposed to be a really challenging game to get through. 
I think that could be an option to have in future Pokemon games, to be able to play through it that way from the start. Yeah, which is what tied in for me with like uh, the idea of a new game plus or like a Nuzlocke. A Nuzlocke mm. feature would be good. Like if they could have, after you've completed it, you should be able to have like a couple of saves. I think having one save on a Pokemon game still mm. is a bit of a pain in the dick. But because uh, like you might have wanted to go like Ash has done, he's, he's essentially... You either need to buy two games, or you need to buy, yeah, um, Nintendo Family or whatever if you wanted to like play online as well on both. But you need to make two accounts, or you you could just put an extra save slot, or or a couple of save slots. But if you bought a new slate save slot, uh, put in a new slate save slot. Sorry, you could do a Nuzlocke run on one. And then, like, if you completed the game on one of them, you could do a new game plus where you start the game again, or like everything's harder, or mm. you could, uh, but you can keep the Pokemon and stuff like that if you wanted to. But I think having extra options to go through and, like, just like you said, make it more difficult. Just make everything more difficult. I think the competitive competitive teams, what Ash said, that would be much better. Because it's kind of what we were going for with Pixelmon server until they yeah to the newer Minecraft and everything got cocked up yeah yeah that's exactly what I was thinking so like because that was fun that was amazing mm. like it was a grind and it, it didn't feel like a grind but it, when you was getting like it was like oh my god I'm so close like they they're on 10 HP but then because you had a status effect you was just ever so slightly too slow and then mm. they kicked you out and it's like oh shit like the the thrill of actually like anyone can go like i just touched my lights uh anyone can go and <laughs> dude I'm, I'm just like chilling back on my chair and then i didn't and all of a sudden my my nano leaves just well one side of them just turned on so i'm freaked out because i didn't actually touch them <laughs> well there's a shot for this podcast <laughs> oh god <laughs> but yeah but, like that, that that would be the thing for me of like being able to customize the game that sort of way even if it was a feature that you had to play through the game and complete it to unlock that feature i think that would be a more beneficial way to do it that way i'd be down for them to do it that way but they'd have to lock it off of offline yes of course like yeah, yeah offline only you wouldn't be able to do it online no yeah but that's like that, that, like when you're playing with your friends and stuff it's supposed to be like a chill playthrough of the game like but Pokemon has been around for so long and even the competitive scene has been around for so long that I think that they would do well to cater to that in the game rather than it being more of an external thing. It's not an external thing. They accept that it's a thing. They run tournaments. No, I know I know they run tournaments, like, but like, there's nothing about the base game itself screams competitive. Like, the gyms aren't competitively built. Trainers in the wild haven't got competitive style teams etc etc um like or they don't play to their strengths and things like that so like i'm not that sure sort of AI aspect is, of it when back in the older games as soon as the pokemon was down at like red health or close to it they would instantly use a full restore mm. and you know if you got a pokemon down to red they would reuse a restore so you could use like a bulk up or something mm. and then that's their one restore, full restore, and then they're done. Like they, yeah. they won't use anymore. So like if they improve the the AI, 
massively, which they they'd be able to no problem. Doing there's even like down to like even down to like the the gyms that like Ash built, like the trainers and stuff. Just the held items that they had, like you don't exactly. see the gyms having they held, used items. To have held items. Yeah, they they used to. I think they still do. Mm. Don't they? They have a lot of berries. Um, I know there was an example back in the day where there was a Sneasel or something that held a fighting berry, but Sneasel actually has low defense, so it meant nothing unless you were lower level. Yeah. But I remember that being a thing. Um, but no, they stopped. I think the last time we had held items was the Battle Towers. That's when they had held items. Yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking of, because I spent a lot of time in those. Like, that yeah, could be part of, like... Things in there. Like, that could be yeah. the the part of, like the hard mode so you could have the base game then you have hard mode where gym leaders now have um berries and items that help the pokemon that they already have that doesn't make it more so much more difficult but it does add that extra element and then you could have the competitive where they have better teams than what they have in the base game as well as the held items i've just had an idea and it's sort of an amalgamation of all of them to one so like mm-hmm. You guys remember the Sevi Islands and then the Battle, Battle Frontier Island, right? Exactly. So the Sevi Islands is like the seven islands from Fire Red Leaf Green. The Battle Frontier is Ruby Sapphire Emerald. So mm. like after you beat the Elite Four, you can go to that island and then it's like, I don't know, maybe 10 different buildings where you'd have different ways of like competitive battling. So after you beat the Elite Four, you should be able to continue. Then you go to like this one island or whatever, do a little quests, whatever to continue the story, uh, where all the champions go or whatever to celebrate or something. I don't know, just make something up, obviously, as a story. And then once you've done that little quest line, you unlock like League, uh, the uh, Elite Four League Part Two kind of thing, where you can go back, you can redo all of the gyms. And I think you should have to do all of the gyms in order to beat the, le- the Elite Four again. But the caveat is the the gym leaders have higher level Pokemon or it's set to like level 50 or level 100. Um, and it's not so much, they've got sort of semi-competitive Pokemon. Um, so they're not so much difficult to beat, but like you need to put a little bit of effort into like choosing the, your teams. So the issue that I have with having semi and not full is that you could just rock a Groudon or something and just annihilate them. No, something that... Uh, you, uh, that sort of cancels that out. You like you wouldn't like a, that's what I mean by semi-competitive. Like something that you wouldn't be able to rock up with, like a ground on or like you would a need a fully Rayquaza. competitive team to be able to take on a like. Do you remember how Maybe easy no it was for you it's, to go through and beat some of my fully competitive teams with? It's given them the on? it's given them the competitive teams, but not given them the availability like. Maybe the AI, the AI isn't tuned to use them as well as they could be yeah, used. Possibly. Something no, like they that. should just, just be limits, fully competitive. Fully competitive or limited uh, limits to non-legendaries only. You can have like pseudo-legends, but not fully legendary. Something like that. But then once you beat all the gyms again, you go beat the Elite Four. Again, obviously again, they're significantly harder than the gyms. So they're fully competitive, AI tuned, not to the max, but like fairly bloody high. So it's, it is a challenge to beat. Once you beat the Elite Four, you get access to like a new island or a new couple of islands, sorry. So the first island would be like a breeding island where you can have like 
a couple of breeding sessions on the <laughs> this sounds awful i just that came come out of my mouth and it just sounds so much worse <laughs> than it did in my head <laughs> there's like, this podcast short <laughs> no, one hour can... 55 note it down no problem <laughs> no there's like there's a few like basically a ram ranch of for pokemon like you can just drop your pokemon off they can breed and whatever you can get multiple eggs or whatever at a time but um, it's it's sort of it sounds like a puppy farm or something, doesn't it? But mm-hmm. basically, you can sort of stream like you can you can breed one at a time. You get access to like the breeding or whatever after you beat the elite for the first time. But then, like with this, this is like for competitive breeding that kind of stuff. So you get access to a more advanced breeding solution then, and yeah. it gives you access to like a special computer or something like that where you go to, you take your Pokemon and then you can see the IVs and whatever and then you can put them in a trainer if you wanted to. It would take a lot, a long time or you could train it yourself which would take like half the time. So kind of like what we did in Aorus, well I did in Aorus where I would sort of like go horde hunting so you would like beat five uh, Pokemon at the same time so then you could get um, the stat five times faster kind of thing. Do you know what I mean, Ash? Do mm-hmm. you remember that? I know what you mean. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but you could have like five Pokemon and then you beat all five of them and then it would give you like, uh, if it give you like plus one in attack, you'd have plus five in attack because you beat five of them at the same time. So you could do it faster. Well, if you have been um, a f- it would be like plus seven or plus eight because you'd have the item that gives you an extra two or three. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I was just saying it in just layman's terms for... for um. Don't you, dare, don't you dare say for me. Stop it. <laughs> it but, was uh, for me and I understand my position in this conversation <laughs> but you don't need to say it okay? <laughs> but no you, you know what I mean so you go out horde hunting like that or you can just stick them in the, the the ranch and then they would train you know like in the anime when Pikachu was on that electric wheel thing or whatever it was um, where he was training him to try and beat the Raichu or something mm. like what? then what was it no was, he, was it the, water or something? He was, on the, he was on the water wheel. It was to fight water Brock. Water wheel, yeah. Brock, yeah, that's yeah. one. He was, was Brock's dad that was training him. Yeah. So that that particular scene, that, that kind of thing. So, like, they train there, but it, it'll take significantly longer because it's... Um, and it goes by the same thing as, ste- like, eggs. Like, the more steps and stuff you take, the quicker, like, that, the more time goes on or whatever. Something like that. Can and we then, appreciate how much of a 90s character Brock was? <laughs> he still is. Still misty, though, it there. was. <laughs> I no, haven't he's, seen he's him on the 90s. recent ones. I just know that it, like every nurse joy just creamed over every time. He's a simp. He's the original simp. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's, that's the one island, at least, after you beat the Elite Four the second time. But then the second island is like the Battle Frontier. Where you thought the Elite Four was hard with fully competitive teams souped up to the max and the AI actually tuned fairly good. This is like full-on competitive. This is what the, the Ram Ranch is for. Like, you breed all your Pokemon, you get them all tuned up and whatever. Because um, I think being able to read IVs and EVs uh, successfully, like, without needing to try and guesswork, I think that is the, the main thing. I think, did Boris have that? I think you could see them. Uh, they would give you like a certain. You could talk to a guy and show him a Pokemon, and they'd say based on what his response was, it would tell you 
I nice. think they've had that in a few other games. Um, so I'm pretty sure it was in Sun and Moon as well. Yeah. So something so. like that, but more accurate, so they could actually f like show you a number, so you knew what the the stats were, so you know which ones like you needed to breed and like pass down with Destiny, not or whatever. So you could have like a, a scan of the Pokemon, essentially, it could break everything yeah, down. Yeah, Sorry, no, Sun and either Sun and Moon or Mega Ruby or Sapphire. You didn't talk to someone. You actually just flicked the stat screen over, and it told you. That was Aorus. Yeah, that was what I was about. I, I was thinking about talking to the old man to get the eggs, and then I immediately went on the pause yeah, menu. You could yeah. view it, because it would show you the IVs in one colour and the EVs in another. I don't remember that one. That may have been, like... That was either Aorus or Sun and Moon. I can't that, remember which one it was. That was probably Sun and Moon. I'd have to play that again. I've got that out somewhere. But uh, I think having an EV sort of way that you can see all of the stats, so you can fine-tune and do everything that way that would be a, an amazing feature to add so then when you once you've got your team ready you can actually go to the battle frontier island kind of thing you'd have multiple different buildings and that's where that centralized hub could be like the hub in the middle could be like where you can competitively battle other people or like a rank to one rank to whatever mm. or also you've got the ai like you've got multiple like for doubles triples like do you remember the piranha sort of uh battle thing in battle frontier in Emerald Ash, like that one was pretty cool. It was like a little piranha building. You'd have um, to show picture. Yeah, I'd have to get. <laughs> it's just me just chilling. Imagine, imagine sitting up in your chair while doing a podcast. <laughs> Yo, I'm still, I'm still interacting. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, no, like... the battle frontier. I, I've got to the point now where I just feel like Pokemon's been around for so long. There's a lot of people who are very experienced with the game and it becomes less of a challenge to go through them. See, that's why I think you're wrong. I don't think it's a challenge. I may be. Like, like for it, example, just this, just this new game now. I've rocked up to the bug gym, knowing it's a bug gym, led with um, Pokemon that I know are super effective against it. But the only time where it's just a piss easy walk in the park is when it's just a remake of another game. Yeah. I... That Pike thing. Surviper, yeah, I think it is. It's the Battle Pike it was called. Oh, Surviper. See, that makes more sense. Yeah, but um, it was actually called the Battle Pike. Definitely not, not a Piranha, though. It's a brand new game like this one. Like, this game has over 100 new Pokemon. Yeah. All with new Titans that we've not seen. Well, not we've seen the Titans before, but not seen them on the Pokemon, so we don't know what they are. Mm. So, yes, in terms of, oh, we're going up against this gym trainer who's bug type or whatever, you mm. know they're going to be bug types. When you're facing random trainers and they're using them on you've never seen before, you don't know what to use. Yeah. yeah. So this so is where Cleet in the Pokedex comes in. That, that's why I like the, having that option to have a more difficult playthrough for replayability so you could say i've played through it now i know what type most of these pokemon are this that, and the other and then you're relying on your game knowledge and game sense to be able to complete the game knowledge and sense <laughs> two what? things i don't have <laughs> accurate it still be you though yeah so because <laughs> i'm a casual gamer an actual casual gamer. Look, look at you doing a podcast on the game that you're supposed to be a casual gamer on. I've not doing a podcast on Pokemon, though. I'm doing a podcast called Listen Gamer. 
I am a gamer, just of the casual variety. Okay. I don't research. I don't research Pokemon. I don't look at IVs and EVs. I go, shit, that motherfucker looks cool. I'm keeping him. <laughs> or like the bloody crab thing that I caught. I caught that because it fucked me up the first time I fought <laughs> in. I was like, shit, I want that. Oh, there was. Oh, there was this crab thing that I caught. It was. I think it was. In you might want to get that one checked. <laughs> one my friend, I'm not like you, okay? <laughs> yeah, nervous laugh. Uh, yeah, 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 no, no, going, going back to get that scrap that. What wormholes are you going um, down? I'm guessing I, this isn't this game. I was just about to say multiverse then. <laughs> no, what's... Um, oh, this... Oh my god, hyper... Portal world land thing. Oh, do you want about Pixelmon? Yeah, and Pixelmon and it's in Pokemon Go now. Ultra Ultra Space. In Ultra Space. Yeah, Ultra Space. So this there's this Pokemon that I caught and I can't remember what it's called, and it looks like this weird mutated crab thing. You want about uh, Guzzlord? That's the one. Guzzlord, yeah. Like, crab. I, I thought it was cool. That's you in like, Pokemon form. What you want about? I just thought it was called Gussy Lord when I first saw the notification on my phone. I thought, what they named the Pokemon Gussy Lord? Christ. Have you seen it, Ryan? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not as impressive now. I thought you'd laugh. No. I seen it, and my first thought was, hmm, it's Kev in Pokemon form. Wow. May up until recently, that just looked like what was underneath your pants. <laughs> it's funny that you think it's that big. It was none about your pecker, friend. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it uh, looked more like the shiny variant of it, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, I've just sent the picture of the Battle Frontier. In uh, chat, because we Listen, do gamers. Uh, I remember the island. Yeah, so that... The building? That pike one, the Viper. I don't. I, even though it's the survivor, I don't know why it's called a battle pike because it didn't look like a pike. It's certainly not but a yeah. piranha either. But there we go. Yeah, that's why I thought piranha. Being with P, okay. So that island, there could be a centralized hub, and then those all those different buildings had different types of battles, and you mm. had some of them you had to get to certain floors. Um, but like the interactivity of like some of the previous games, gyms. Like, I think, what was it? Was it the dad's gym in Emerald, I want to say? You had to answer questions um, to go through doors? Yeah, the eighth gym. Yeah. Um, then there was, like, the portal one and the psychic gym where you had a double battle, I think it was. Like, the ice one where you had to go around this maze in a certain way. Otherwise, if you went over the ice blocks twice, you'd fall. Just little things like that. Just to make it that little bit more, you'd need to think more as well as have like a, a good competitive edge because then it would make it way more of a challenge and way more playability. And it's in a way, yes, it's recycling old content, but it's doing it in a more updated modern way and engaging more with like making a bigger community with like the open world sort of play style of it and um, bringing that hub to the to the middle of it 
so you can like actually do it with other players not needing to be in the vicinity of like five meters or like one meter with a link cable because mm. i think they did have very good ideas in the old pokemon games that they could bring back yeah i feel like they sort of ignored them because they weren't that big back then because of how restricted they were with regards to needing to be like in the same room as the person exactly reason they've stopped using them is more because the internet exists and there's not really much point in putting that much thought into something like that when someone's just going to google it and find out how to do it whereas back then we had magazines to go off to try and figure that shit out uh figure what shit sorry like for example the ice gym that you're on about where you got to walk over it a certain way you either did trial and error or you waited for a magazine to come out that told you how to do it now oh like that yeah I don't mean for the gyms, like, I mean for the Battle Frontier. Like, so, say, for example, they had a Battle Frontier in this one. I, I get that, but I'm saying, because Ryan's just said, I think they've just sort of stopped using that. The reason they've stopped using it is probably because of Google. That is why they've stopped using that sort of content, and they've just made it simple. Yeah, but there's, there's some purists. Would you, as more of a Pokemon purist, and you, Ryan, would hmm. you, if you found a gym, like the ice gym, where you had to go around and do a certain pattern on the ice, or like you had to take a certain amount of portal, or a certain portal in a certain uh, sequence, would you go to Google and search for it, or would you try it for a while first? I'd try for a while first. Like, how long would you theoretically try it for? An hour? Two Depen hours? Depends on how hungry I am, if I'm going to be totally honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> Imagine if your, balls have, your stomach's full and your balls are empty. I'd be there for a good few hours. Good few hours, right, cool. would do that, but the majority of the community probably wouldn't sit through that amount of time trying to do one thing just to get to a gym. They will just Google it to find out how to do it. Mm. Would you do it? Well, I, you're talking to the guy that still doesn't use help for his RuneScape to do puzzles. I'm happy to sit... <laughs> exactly, and there's probably thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. The community would just... They'd try it once or twice. If they didn't get it, they'd just Google it. They wouldn't be asked about trying to do it or want to get That's to the gym later. Let's be fair, that's the same with every game, though, isn't it? It is, I... but why should Pokemon put the effort into making like really cool challenges that are difficult to do if someone's just going to Google it? They'll just make simplistic challenges that for the same... make you one or two attempts, and then you've got it. For the the worst reason... one they ever done was the Switches. <laughs> they were right next to each other, though, dude. Yeah, but you still have to find the first one. You had a 50-50 <laughs> chance whether or not you got it right or not. <laughs> It wasn't. It was a one in four chance. Oh. But, but uh, I, I, it's the same thing. You do it the same reason why Call of Duty would put things like that in their story. You'd have to go a certain way. It's the same reason. Like, there's guides there for a reason. Yeah, if you get stuck, that's what it's there for. They're making money from it. But uh, I, I think having the challenges like that, I think it would. It just preserves the longevity of the game by, like, if purists like us would play through it. And then there's, like, the, the speedrunners will want to be like, oh, I want to be the first to complete it, or I want to be, like, one of the first to complete it, or whatever. Yeah, I understand that they will just want to get through it as fast as possible, that kind of stuff. But then there's no sense of achievement for them where there is for us. The, the one thing that I think they could bring back, which would work would be similar to um, the old Cinnabar Island, 
where you got asked questions and if you answered incorrectly you'd have to face the trainer for the battle yeah that's what i was referring to with the the father's gym on emerald mm. once you got there if you got the answer wrong you'd be you went into a trainer's room. room yeah uh, or the trainer would come out and battle you or something i can't mm-hmm. really remember but yeah, it's there was a there was a few like that. There was a few where if you went into the correct room for the answer, you would go to the next question. But if you got yeah. the wrong answer, you would face a trainer and then go on. Like those sort of things would be interesting. You guys played Fire Red Leaf Green, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know why it just came to my head, but can I just ask? You know, the very first time like you were beating the Elite Four, and like I didn't over level or over train my my. Uh, team or anything i didn't really think about the team and that kind of stuff i'm not sure if you did because i certainly didn't back then but you know after you beat the third one was there like this sigh of relief but as soon as you was like walking from the third to the fourth because it was like a long walk wasn't it like you had to walk it was like automated but i can just remember when i was younger like my heart was in my mouth it was being so hard i was like so nervous and then i finally beat it. i was brilliant i'm the champion and then i was like I've got no full restores left. I got no revives, and my Pokemon are half dead. And then all of a sudden, I'm going into to to face Gary. I was like, "Shit, I didn't know this was going to be a thing." But then every time before I beat it, I was like, my heart was just in my mouth, like trying to struggle to try and sort of like skim across to be able to beat the the dragon and then Gary. Or did you guys just overtrain and just like fully prepare or whatever for it? Train all over prepare. I remember Lance giving me some problems, but I don't mm. remember it being like. I think I usually found Lance harder than what um, Gary was. Um, but as for playing through it on Fire Red Leaf Green, I played Red and Blue, so I sort of yeah, knew that they were coming. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, I didn't play Red and Blue. I played Yellow. Well, that's the same. Yeah, yeah. I know, but. I don't think... He also doesn't like, remember was, what he'd done yesterday, so... Yeah, there was a significant time difference between... It doesn't us. matter. If there's any time difference, you've probably forgotten. Yeah, I, I'd forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> like, <I> thought, <laughs> no, I played yellow, and then... That was the most defeated yet I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> no, I played yellow, yeah. and then I think not long after that... I was watching the anime and stuff, obviously, but... I think I was watching like Yu-Gi-Oh and I was getting really into Yu-Gi-Oh and Yu-Gi-Oh cards and stuff so like Pokemon's at the back of my mind then and like I was watching Yu-Gi-Oh uh, same with Digimon and like card captures or something I think it was called um, but yeah so like Pokemon wasn't back in my mind then until I don't know maybe a, a year or a couple of years or something after fire redly free i don't i don't know i can't really i've got no concept of time back then but like it wasn't like fire redly green wasn't new mm. or fresh from what i recall mm. well there was uh, there was one question i was going to ask about the new pokemon games but it probably goes into spoilers considering you haven't gone past the first gym yet you, um, can, you can ask it but ask it in a way that doesn't spoil it. It, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be spoilers, but it might be dependent on your answers. So um, normally, pretty good with not giving spoilers. So it's more so what your favorite of the new Pokemon has been that you've come across. So the Pokemon that I've faced, 
even even if you haven't faced them and they've just been in like the leaks that we've previously discussed and like because we've seen lots of images and stuff of Pokemon that they've announced that you may not have actually come across in game. It's not so much leaks, but like the official announcement well, ones. I do have an answer, but I need to check if. Well, I'll not continue that. But I'll just need to check something first. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think. Like um, oh, I'm shit in this chat. So there's 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 you one first. that's fairly early game that I've come across, and I've only just done the first gym, so it's not far off. And you may well have come across it if you went if you've been to the area where they are. Um, but it's a variant of um, an original Kanto Pokemon. Taurus. No. Oh. Tentacool. I haven't seen them yet, no. So... Yeah, you they, have to kind of go out your way looking for those, to be fair. They, there's a there's a Paldean version that is a variant of it. Um, I'm not entirely sure of the typing, because I haven't actually battled one. I've seen one in the background when I was trying to fight something else, and then when I come out of the battle, it was gone. Um, but it's called Toad School, and it's actually, <laughs> it's actually like the top of it is a, a mushroom, and it's got nice. like the dangly legs, and it looks really cool, and it looks really derpy, and I love it, and I want to find one and catch it. Like something that I've liked and looks really cool is the Black Taurus. Mm. I do really like it. It looks. Uh, 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 I saw one on my travels. It was in the opening scene, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it it was it was it was there. Is it a different typing as well? Do we know what typing it is? I know what typing it is, yes. I'm not sure. I'd say that it was dark, if anything. I feel like dark's too obvious for it to be. I can answer the question, but it depends what people consider spoilers. Right, if you think a typing is a spoiler, just mute for the next 10 seconds. Nah, go ahead. We'll give give him a few seconds and then... Right, Ash is going to say it in 3, 2, 1. It's fighting type. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. I had a feeling dark would be too obvious. I was leaning towards, like, a steel type. I wouldn't have thought it'd be that. Yeah. Steel! You can have dark and steel. It wouldn't be dual typing. No, like... like, um, Maybe if the horns were metal? Is it Corviknight? Is flying steel? Well, Corviknight's flying steel, but why would they make Taurus part steel when there's nothing steel about him? I, I... I don't know. That was just a thought because I thought dark would be too obvious as a thing. But yeah, that's its typing. Hmm. I would um, never have guessed that. Like, I can't see how it is, but okay. So I've got two favorites so far. Mm-hmm. Possibly going to be three, depending on what the croc starter looks like when I finally get to revolve him. Um, but so far, Sir Titan, who we already know because we've talked about him in a previous podcast. Mm hmm. He's been doing work. And we've talked about the baby version of this Pokemon, but not the evolved one, which yeah. is the ghost dog. I'm not going to say much more than that. Uh, graveyard? Uh, I can't remember if that's that the, the baby the, version or the, the baby one, version. Because yeah, I've called the, the baby version. version it gets a move which is 100% going to get banned in competitive because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> So the, the baby one that I've caught that I'm excited to evolve is Charcadet. 
So that's, that we've talked about a... the evolved version of that on podcast. I thought so. I thought I recognised it, but Severaluge or Severledge. Mm. That's the evolved one. But that looks pretty cool. It looks like a dark fire fucking not Gardevoir. What's the other one? Glade. I'm sure we've said it. It's it's Ghostfire the typing. Yeah, pretty sure. Um, but it like the look of it gives like it looks like a dark fiery Glade to me. That sort of. Just before we start this podcast as well, mm. uh, I was evolving another type of Pokemon. I'm not going to say what it is, but I will tell you its unique move. It allows you to revive one Pokemon on your team that has fainted, has one use, oh. and it will revive at half HP. So they've given us revive as a move. That's pretty good. Can you give it uh, PP up? I don't know because I haven't tried because I can't say I'm going to use it at the moment because it's not competitive at all. So, but yeah, we it's that'd be good for the elite form stuff. Interesting that they've given us that. So I'd be mm. curious to see if that also gets banned in competitive because that could Possibly. be quite game breaking. Well, yeah, the move, the Pokemon could be fine. It's just the move, isn't it? The move would be banned. Yeah, they've banned yeah. moves in the past. Well, they ban moves all the time. So it bans the Pokemon mm. as well. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, new stuff to think about for that. Yeah. yeah. Like there's. Does it, is it? Well, is there no detriment to it? I would have to load the game up to double check it, but I don't believe so. I think it's just a one-use move. Yeah. That revives a fainted Pokemon on half mm. its health. Because that's that seems strange to me. Like, well, you're effectively just using a revive just as a move. Yeah, that's all it is. You just don't yeah. get to do anything else that turn. You just revive another mon. Mm-hmm. We do have, I suppose, a move that fully heals a mon. Yeah, on your team, but it kills you in the process. But we've never had a move that revives. Mm. No, it's definitely interesting. I say it's it's nice to like, even what what are we now? Twenty years down the line, easy, twenty five. Of Pokemon games, uh, yeah, it must be twenty five. Was it ninety six? Six or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it could be earlier than that even. I think it was ninety five in Japan, ninety six in like US, UK, Europe, and that. Um, I don't know why, but I think it might have been sooner than that. I'm gonna check. Uh, like they still have consistently released games with new features and new mechanics, new Pokemon. Granted, there are Pokemon that just lack imagination. Mm. But no, it's nice that they're, like, as you say, coming up with Mm. new stuff. As I say, the move on the Ghost Dog is ridiculous, and I do think (laughs) it'll get banned as well. Mm. And I don't know if you know, but, um, you know, Gimme Ghoul, that we've talked about them on podcasts before. Yeah. Apparently, that got nerfed before the game even got released because they I've, released something about it that was too strong. I've called a Gimigul. So, Gimigul's quite special. Okay. Mine was. I found one on top of a tower. Yeah, so you can get Gimigul easy enough, but not <laughs> something else. Right, okay. You'll okay. learn soon enough. <laughs> Okay. Give me fuel, give me a fire, give me the temperature desire. 
<laughs> Sorry, I, just, I had to make a joke. You know, it's it's nice to like sort of have a conversation about the new Pokemon games, considering they've only been out for a few games, and it's something we can revisit once we've like finished them as well to sort of give a review of it. Well, I yeah, think I'd... I'll be league tonight after this podcast ends. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's other things I need to do as well. So, Wait, yeah, are you not a streamer then anymore? So I'm streaming Scarlet, but I'm not streaming. Ah, right. Because I said, because I wanted to wait till Monday, I would have had to have stayed off social media all weekend because my YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all of my feeds is just Pokemon and everything about it. Mm. So I would have had to have stayed off that all weekend, which is quite different. So I felt that I kind of needed to play it to a degree. So Mm. I'm I'm sort of half-ass paying attention to the story and I'll pay more attention when I'm streaming it. Yeah. So there will be things that I've missed. Yeah. I've intentionally done it that way. Um, yeah, but, but at the yeah. same time, you can play through the game and not be spoiled by things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Good. Um, I think that was I'm just, just about all I wanted to To be fair. Oh, right. World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, speaking <laughs> of Twitter, I just opened it up and somebody just like the first tweet was about Dragonflight. Mm. Oh, how much? How wait. much was that DLC by? by... Uh, Forty quid. Bear in mind, is I think it comes out every two years, maybe. Mm. And they update it throughout the two years. So yeah. essentially, what happens is you you do get the epic versions and yada yada yada. The 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 most expensive version I think is about eighty quid. Mm. Um, let me just have a quick look. 75. Yeah. So you've got the base edition, which is 40, the heroic edition, which is 54, 99, 74.99 for the epic. So you do yeah. get a lot of stuff. Uh, it is cosmetics and stuff. So obviously the, mm-hmm. the base edition, you get the game. Uh, you also get a pre-purchase bonus item uh, and you get early access to the Drakthea Evokers, which is the new racing class for this particular uh, expansion. Mm-hmm. If you get the heroic, ver- heroic version, you get all of that. Plus, you also get a Dragonflight level character boost to level 60, which is 60 quid, I think, to buy. Mm. Which I think is fucking extortionate. It's insane. Uh, you get a Tangled Dreamweaver flying mount, which would probably be going for like £20 to £25 maybe in the store. Mm. Uh, and then you get um, Mercostraza pet, which, again, that'd probably go for around £10 to £15 in the store. Mm. So you do get a lot of value for that particular version of the game. Yeah. Uh, the Epic Edition, because it would have cost way over £100 if you just bought all that stuff separately. Um, the Epic Edition then contains all of that, plus you also get a Time Walker's Hearthstone effect. So whenever you use your Hearthstone and go to like uh, wherever you've made your particular home, uh, you get a special effect on on yourself when you do it. Uh, you get the Diadem of the Spell Keeper Head Slot Transmog. Mm. So it's for those of you that don't know what transmog is, it's essentially like cosplaying. Mm. So you get a special transmog or special cosplay that you can put over the sort of like disguise your armor to look like. So your cosplaying is the you'll have the diadem, which is like a crown kind of thing for the dragon flight. Mm. Uh, you also get the wings of awakening blacks, wings of awakening back slot transmog in five different color variants, which is basically the five different variants of the dragons. Mm. So like bronze, uh, obsidian, all that kind of stuff. 
And you also get 30 games, 30 days of game time, which is like, I, I don't know, I paid like six months at a time. I think it's like £10 a month ish. Yeah. So it, that's £10. So it's, like a free, it's a free month essentially of your subscription. Yeah, you get, yeah, you get a free month sub. And you get all that transmog, you get the effects, the pets, the mounts, the character boost. Honestly, the character boost is one of the main things. The character boost and the game time. Because yeah. just the character boost and the game time, that's like 70 quid in itself. Yeah. Uh, the mount, again, is 20 quid. The pet, I'd say, is a tenner, if you want to just like sort of guesstimate it. So that's £100 on itself. Then 40 quid is for the game. Uh, you get the pet as well, which that would probably be between five and ten quid. So you get you do get quite a lot for the money, and it's like every two years or so they they bring out a new expansion. So, um, like after this expansion goes now, it's like give it a, well the the new raids and stuff open. They actually open in earlier this year, so the new dungeons, new content and stuff. The patch goes live around early December. Um. Which is that's when the race of worlds first is going to be, which is going to be interesting, actually. Yeah. Uh, but then you going for that? Are you? No, don't be daft. Ah, <laughs> uh, but you could try. No, he can't. He's no, a casual gamer. No, no, I'm well for start. For start <laughs> I'm a, mate, if there's anything like the thing is, if you if I told you everything that I did on World of Warcraft and still said that I'm a casual gamer, you would. You'd melt. Like <laughs> everything that I do, I still. I've, I've already myself. known you to set an alarm to get up to fish at a certain time. No, that's, I that's, that, tell, that, shit. that tells I me enough. First, I that tells first me in the enough. <laughs> the Stranglethorn fishing, <laughs> the Stranglethorn fishing, fishing tournament. I came first, dude. Like I oh, set the which alarm. One? Gold I did Star? It the next day. And I came first, and I unlocked what I needed to unlock, and like, <laughs> I was super chuffed. Um, but yeah, so I am, honestly, I'm a casual World of Warcraft player, and, <laughs> like, yeah, I... For those of you who can't see, me and Ryan are doing the biggest air quotes that we possibly can. Mm. No, I am, honestly, I, I genuinely am. Like, if if you don't think that I'm casual, God fucking help you, if you... If you went to, like, anyone from Method, which is, like, a, a one of the biggest guilds, uh, or echo, or echo, or something. They are the they are the uh, to people that will literally know life the game and still call yourself casual. If you go out of your way to wake up at a certain time to do things, no, 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 it wasn't waking up. It was it was just make sure that I was on. It was like one p.m. Mm. Like it was just a reminder because the the event, the particular event that I needed to go and do to fish, that started at one p.m. So Sorry. I needed. I, can you just repeat that last sentence so i i needed to the, the event it wasn't like oh like i can do it anytime or ever or i need to be up early it was the event happens every sunday mm-hmm. and it happens at like 1 p.m server time so i had to be there for that time uh to start the quest otherwise it's like the first 50 people that do it they're the only ones that get a prize and you have to be like the first one to choose the prize to have your choice of the price kind of thing so i needed the heirloom which is like a little trinket kind of thing that gives me special effects and whatever when i'm leveling up mm. but essentially 
Um, I, I tried doing that for years. I've tried doing it since like 2015 or whatever. And it's just, I've not been able to do it. <laughs> and that was the only thing that I was missing. So I, I wanted to set an alarm so I could be at my computer, be at Stranglethorn uh, Fishing Bay or whatever. It's Booty Bay. I think it's actually called Booty Bay. So mm. uh, you'd like that, Ryan. Um, so can I just rephrase exactly what you've done just to show you how not casual it is? <laughs> Honestly, you, you've you've just... spent seven years attempting to get an item, and and ended up grinding or more than using seven years. using external devices, increasing this, <laughs> but using external devices to be able to assist you to get external this devices. An, al- an alarm. You're yeah, those. yeah, it's because of my memory shit, dude. <laughs> That's an external device. Oh Jesus! It's not internal, is it? Well, I could use an alarm in-game. Yeah, but that wouldn't work, because you'd forget about it. <laughs> Look, so what makes it worse... You've said seven years that, like, trying to get one item off a game. Casual. I think it was more like 2013, but still. Okay. Uh, almost a decade. Almost a decade trying to get one item. But to be fair... Casual. Uh, Casually trying to get one item. Right, do you want me to tell you... This, this to me is still casual, right? When I was raiding and doing dungeons and stuff, and I got this new this new piece of gear, right? I would need to take uh, a special code which grabbed every piece of item that I'm wearing, every piece of item and whatever in my bag, and then I would take it to a website which would take all that code and and tell me what items I've got in my bag and on my person. Then I would need to select certain items which I need to compare to see which ones. Yeah, it gets better. To see which which item is better, even if it's by 0.01%. If it gives me one more DPS and it was worth it, I would spend that time to simulate my character to make sure that out of the thousands and thousands of computations, it would come out with the best result and I would have the best gear for my character. And then on top of that, I'd need to enchant it. So I'd need to simulate the enchantments and then the gems. And I would do that for every time I, I did an I had an extra drop and I thought that I would like need that a little bit more. Right. Before we end the podcast for the and night, can I just still casual. Can, can I just clarify? Because you are less of a sweat than you used no, no. to be doesn't mean you're not still a sweat. My friend, I'm Honestly, if you still thought I sweat in Call of Duty to figure out which gun I want, uh, yeah, the, some of the stuff that y- you need to know with World of Warcraft. Right, but your casual crazy. gamer is the average the average person that works like 40 to 50 hours a week, comes home, has their dinner, puts their kids to bed, and listens to their wife have a go at them for an hour before they get on a game to play for like a, an hour or two max. Can I just tell you one more thing? I've also got um, an add-on which simulates the stuff that I've got on and what uh, what abilities I have to help guide me on that quest to uh, to min-max in my my rotation to see to which spells would be more beneficial to use at that time. So, I so do for the most people of... that are still listening at this point to the podcast, leave a comment and just say whether or not you think that Kev is actually a casual gamer or not <laughs> after <laughs> hearing all of this. Right. After hearing all of that, right, I implore you to go to like 
race no. the world's first, for example. Dude, dude, my guy, my guy. We're not my comparing guy. it to people that no life it. You are still not a casual gamer if you go out of your way to min-max like that. Regardless listen, of what listen, other people are doing. Listen, right. Listen, just because, just because you're not sat at the esports table does not make you a casual gamer. No, I'm, I'm casual in the respect that that is, I'd say that's the bare bloody minimum that you wanted. Like, no. I, I yeah. literally if you, casual, you wouldn't be sat min-maxing everything and seeing what spells you need to click. You'd just be clicking a button and be like, yeah, that does enough damage. Why not? You wouldn't be trying to min-max it. I quite literally yes. don't have enough hours in my life to do half of the stuff that you do. That is not casual gaming. Well, I'm sorry, but that's that's a you problem. No, it's not. <laughs> that's a life problem. Your life gamer. You need to start min-maxing your life so you get more time to do other things. <laughs> <laughs> what? Honestly, honestly, like that, sweat at World of Warcraft. No, like uh Kev, you can't be saying thing like things like that. They're allowed to vote now. What? Saying doing other things. Those things have names. Oh, you're just you're trying <laughs> to do that to me, huh? You trying to do that to me. God, I didn't I didn't know dogs could vote now. Oh wow. Ryan likes being on all fours, what can I say? He's usually the bitch in the relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, it's, it's not as much work as you think it is. Dude, dude, you you have apps to help guide you on a quest. No, 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 I don't, I mean, like, that, that, was, more, that was more metaphorically speaking. It was basically trying to min-max the rotation, so it would tell me which spells, like, would be more beneficial in which situations. Right. So as a, as doing... an actual casual gamer, I would just click buttons and hope for the best. Thank you. <laughs> but like, it's it's different in that kind of in world in World of Warcraft. It is different because if you're not it, there's a stigma. Like if you're not doing enough damage and stuff like that, you will be kicked, or you used to be it, at least. But because it's like of... it is in any game, well, and those it's... are people that are like hardcore sweating at it. There will be casual groups that, as long as you're doing a set amount. And just fucking it up they won't in, care look in normal dungeons that's fine but i go on to do the extra content which is there for a reason of people that want to challenge or whatever because i've got good enough gear i've built up the bloody the gear from doing those dungeons i've wanted more and i've wanted that challenge and i've wanted to be like a, the very be best the very best like no one ever was <laughs> uh but yeah, so I've this something called mythic dungeons, heroic dungeons, mythic raiding, that kind of stuff, where you need the better gear to then get into the, those better dungeons and raids and stuff, and mythics, and then you need to go even further again. So you do need to, if you if you want to be able to go in those groups and do the the content that is there as base game, and it's not you haven't got to be in a special club or anything like that. You it's there as a base game. To, in order to do that end game content, otherwise you just sat around doing bugger all until the next expansion comes out. You have to sort of like do your stat rolls, and you need to like make sure you've got the best gear. You can't be going like as a leather wearer. You can't be going in with all cloth because you'll be doing shit damage, and you'll be a squishy little bugger where like you'd get slapped in the face and you die. Like, you, 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 you have to sort of, like, make sure that you've got the right gear. You have to do the right rotations and stuff. Otherwise, you won't be invited to the groups, or you won't be able to because you'd be dying all the time, and 
not outputting enough damage. And because these things are timed, I get you that. Have, you have to do it. But I'd say the things that I'm doing just to casually sort of like, if stop, I was getting, like, please stop using the word look, casual. No, look, if if I wasn't a casual gamer, if I was like sweating this game, I would have the achievement which is called ahead of the curve. That is an achievement available to the sweat lords of the game that literally go out of their way to min-max every little tiny thing way, 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 way more than I do so they can be, like, the first before, like, because it's, like, seasons, um, kind of like Battle Pass seasons, kind of similar. Like, every time a new patch comes out, that's when the new season starts. Mm. Um, so if you do it before the first season, like, for example, if you defeat the raid boss on a certain difficulty before the end of the season, you get the head of the curve. And then people will only invite you if you link that you've done that achievement to them. So they are the like the the sweats. Like but every I, game has people like that. Yeah, but then the casuals are people like me, and then the super casuals are the people that only do the base content, do the do the dungeons, get the gear, and then they just waddle around and do whatever. Like they they just mash the buttons. They I've are super casuals. Super casuals. Now you have. Now no, like have. I feel like such you trying to validate casual by making another tier of casual. No, there's a super casual. Like there, there are there, there's people that don't actually like doing group content, and I'd say those are the super casual gamers. And like, if you go into World of Warcraft, you look at if you look for guilds and stuff to join, people will say are oh, casual, um, or like super casual gamers whatever we we can raid or whatever if you want or you can do dungeons or whatever if you want but we're super casual then there's casual gamers that like do the the mythics and this that and the other but we're super chill and then there's like hardcore they i'd say those those kind of people the head of the curve they're hardcore but whereas i'm a casual then they're super casual because like there are sort of see i would say there's there's casual then there's like invested there's invested gamers, and then there is hardcore sweats, in which I would place you in an invested gamer category. Okay, you invest a lot of time and effort into games. Well, yeah, if you want, if you want to say it that way, yeah, I invest my time. But in in terms, if you play called, if you played World of Warcraft, you'd know that I am a casual gamer, okay? But you don't, so you don't know. Mm. <laughs> it's like sure. What, what were you going two hours two and a half hours on this podcast uh yeah how about that and then what would you class yourself ash uh because you've been clicking for almost two and a half hours i'd imagine on runescape leveling nope. your agility oh you I haven't, haven't actually been on runescape today nope right okay so when you usually do that do you think that that's like a casual thing to do uh yeah because i'm not doing what i should be doing but you're trying to level up your stats to get the best stats. I'm trying to hit 99, but I'm not doing it the most efficient way possible. I'm literally doing it as and when I feel like doing it, i.e. casually. Yeah, and that's how I play World of Warcraft. Oh, Otherwise, you're I've setting wanted... alarms. You're setting Either. alarms and then Googling the best way to do it. If I was wanting to hit 99 quicker, I could be doing something way quicker than what I'm doing. And that's what I should be doing. Right, if I was doing what I should have been doing to gear up and stuff, I would have gone in like 15 plus mythic keys every, like I do eight of them every week. So I could get all the best gear, all the top gear instantly. But I didn't, I was only doing like between two and five, level two and five. So I could I'm... get like lower gear 
and then I could get the enough Valor points to eventually upgrade them, like each level up until fifteen. So I, if I was, if I was, if I wasn't a casual player, because I wanted to just be in there, slap my rotation, my rotation down, so I can do enough DPS, so I can just slide through the dungeon, and then if I did need to, like bust a hero spell, so I can do a shitload more damage or whatever, and just in case we were going to die or something, I, I've got that option to like burst damage because I've got the gear to do it. So as a casual player, the only time I ever did 15 keys or any high tier stuff was with people like Nick Sticks or like uh, Max when he used to play that kind of stuff. So, so this is the difference. I'm a, I'm a casual game. Right. So. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to very quickly and very determinately step in here and say diplomatically, we have different definitions of what a casual oh, gamer a is. Possibly and I'm very... And I'm very casually no. going to shift it on to say we've been going for nearly two and three quarter hours and it's time to go to sleep and chill. Right. So it's thank you for listening, sleep. gamers. I got a question before you go, Ryan. What? Casual gamer. Um, are we casual gamers in Dead by Daylight, yes or no? Uh... Me, personally, I think I am right now. In Dead by Daylight, yes, because you're not playing it as efficiently as you possibly can every single game. Yeah. I've I mean, done that I... for a while. I did go through a period where I sweated it, because I just... Not sweated it, it was more like I was... My goal was to get as many blood mm. points as possible. Like, I but don't... Yeah. I... DVD's the wrong kind of game to be comparing World of Warcraft to, though. RuneScape was a pretty good example, but you weren't helping yourself with that example. I, I, I do so, sort of get what you're saying because there is the investment of like learning all of the perks, all of the killer powers to a team, learning all the add-ons, this, that, and the other. So that you can... I'd, I'd say if you were a sweat at Dead by Daylight and not playing casually, you'd know exactly how many loops you can do to a point yeah. on every single pallet, when you should throw it, how long you should be doing a gen for, what time specifically you need to be rescuing. I'd call that sweating it. I, I, I would, again, in I my can... categories that I gave to you, where it's casual, invested, and sweat, I would say for Dead by Daylight, I am oh, an invested, you're invested gamer. You're a thousand percent invested if you can yeah. bring another uh, thing into it. Yeah, I, I, that's, I, that's the level I, I would say. There's, there's, I'm, I'm not a sweat. If I was a sweat, I'd run all the meta perks every game and be absolutely adamant on getting out every game as my objective. Yeah, but you're, as a person, you're not like that, but as... A person that plays Dead by Daylight, you know the majority of the perks. You know the majority of the add-ons. I'm invested. It's the wrong thing to the nicest way to compare it to because you would learn those naturally playing the game. Yeah, I know, but in the nicest way, Ryan's not the best at doing those things. Like if he had, if he was, if he no, if I wanted to play efficiently, I could play in a boring and efficient way and uh, maximize my chances again, regardless of my skill at looping and evading the killer right do me a favor after this podcast we are playing a game of 10 by daylight i want to see you sweat no because i don't like playing the game in a sweaty way it's a boring it's boring so Things i refuse to do stressful. it yeah this is why I class myself i'm, in, as a, I'm as invest- gamer. you I'm in- are invested into that i'm invested i uh, am i really you're not casual on dead by daylight you are invested if ryan is you are because you're about the same level ryan plays it a little bit more than what you do you are invested whether you like it or not. I don't even recall. The last time I opened it up was when I did the 
Um, if I named a perk to you, as long as it wasn't within the last patch, you could probably tell me what it does. Go on, go if I named it. a killer to you, you would probably be able to tell me what it does. The fact that you play the game and you can be on a gen and go, possibly Tinkerer, I would say you're invested. I don't you think know... so, because that's the meta. If, if every killer is running those perks, My guy, you've loaded into games going, the killer's trapper, he's rotating counterclockwise. You have used those exact you words, you are an invested words. gamer. Do you want to know why? Because I use those in like other games. But you're, that, that's, you're, you're invested in the game. I use rotations in Call I of have, Duty. I have never heard anyone in Dead by Daylight call out which way that the killer is rotating. Ever. Except when I'm in your stream. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever told me, oh, the killer's going counterclockwise. I, got, I, know, I know you do it sarcastically when you go, oh, I'm looping the hang on fucking tile 4B. Oh yeah, that's the <laughs> that's sweat. That's, I'm invested. That's but no, but that's but that's sweat. Like calling right. out where you're looping the killer, your exact position, like when you like going into a way where you're sweating to get the best result in terms of competitive, where like one person could be on their first hook. And the rest of the team will open the gates and leave because they get a win for having those three people out. Whereas I'd be like, no, it's a game. I'm going to go and try and save the person, even though I'm probably going to die doing so. Right. The last two weeks I've played Dead by Daylight for six hours. I'd say I'm a casual, you're invested. Based on my knowledge, you might push me to invested. But that's because of how many hours I've put over two. Almost two, 2,200 hours in there, I've, 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 I've almost put in there. The difference so being, right? I don't have a lot of knowledge. Right, but you, you've got more hours overall in Dead by Daylight than I have. What, even in console? Maybe not with console added down. Yeah, that's what I mean. So that you've got to include that as well. You did play a yeah. lot on console. But, like, the difference being as well is I don't have a lot of interest in a lot of other games. Like, you've got a lot more games like League of Legends, World of Warcraft, that you put hours into whereas i don't have the vast amount of hours to be able to put into gaming so i play the game that i'm familiar with the most yeah i'm in a very fortunate position that i can work from home and then i'm because i'm self-employed i can just jump on whatever i need to because of my what i do for work is very it's very minimal for very good reward in the nicest way um, but now that I've got another job as well, obviously then my time is more limited because I'm sort of mm -hmm. as and when I'm needed, I'm just pulled away. So I can't. But as I think knowledge-wise, I'd say I'm invested. Gameplay-wise, I'm casual. Gameplay-wise, recently, you are casual. The last couple of months. That's still recent. <laughs> like... I, I didn't even buy I the would, last... I would put us both on invested gamers of, of Dead by Daylight. The, the last patch or whatever it was, I didn't even buy the pass thing, whatever it's called. The tome. No, well, I haven't uh, bought any for the last two or three, but no, I don't think that really says anything about... No, it's just like I'm invested how, invest, how invested you are in the game and stuff. That's what I mean. There wasn't any decent bloody anything that I wanted in that particular person you went through a phase where i would have said you were a casual gamer where you were playing it like once a week for stream and that was about it that was the only time that you would play it and that's what i'm doing now and you'd still play it every now and again like if i hopped on and said you want a couple of games of dbd and messaged you you'd probably come and play with me 
Yeah, that's because I enjoy your like, help, your company. Yeah, but that's from, like it's not because I want to play the game. It's because I want to be like within your company and I enjoy the band and we no, have I fun know. playing games. I, that's I play that's this from, game because it, yeah. I like playing with people that I like. But I'd say you're still invested to the point that where you know certain perks and you know what you want to run and what you want to do. Like to yeah, be cause... able to sit there and go, oh, let's do Sabo Squad and know exactly what perks you need to run. I would say you have an investment my... in the game. I do question which ones will be best. But then again, the, the most of the perks that we do use are sort of like within the last 2000 hours that I've played. So up until the last like maybe two patches, I've got a, a vast knowledge of 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 the perks but as far as add-ons i'm i'm shit with add-ons um as far as killers go i used to be good because i used to main killer but now i don't play killer at all and like all that knowledge has just gone up my head like i'm yeah i i know to to kind of to a point where how many times how many times i can loop a certain tile uh when bloodlust activates or if I save the best for last now because of that change and that's the the save the best for last i don't always get right because it's only recently that i've noticed mm. people playing it but like um in terms of like you saying that i'm a sweat i would argue that i maybe i would yeah but like that could be anything that could literally mean anything like in like in the nicest respect to you you because you don't play that sort of sweaty or competitively um when you when you do try it's it's, it's kind of funny it's like 50 50 sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but like i think that's what we're all like though because we can't be asked to play like my reason in behind it i don't want to play sweaty because if i play sweaty and i get good and i get traction from it or whatever then people come to your stream to expect that sweat and expect you to be on top of your game all the time and when you don't and when you fall off that's when mm. they'll leave but I, I would I, don't... I would argue the difference in our knowledge between add-ons and perks and things like that is more down to retention. I retain a lot of the information from perks and add-ons better than what you do. Yeah, because my head's fucked. <laughs> that, that, so, like, does that make me more of a sweat than you just because my memory's better? Whereas I would consider a sweat someone like Otstava that actually knows the actual names of all the fucking add-ons and the percentages of the things that he, they do. He does it for a job. Um... I... But that, that's 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 what the level of sweat would be to me. Like most streamers that stream dead by daylight for eight hours a day, or even if they don't stream it, who play it for that amount of time, know the add-ons to a T. What percentages they do, what haste buffs would be applied, and what makes differences here and there. Like they know much so much more detail, even down to like positioning on tiles to be able to maximize the the number of loops that they can get out of a tile and this and like i don't know all of that i don't care about all of that like i play it to enjoy myself i learn the perks and i learn the add-ons from having them run against me and me remembering oh yeah, same. nemesis has got an add-on that if he whips a, a fucking zombie that he goes undetectable for 20 seconds or whatever the fuck it may be but there's two things about me that may be different with you like one, this the, the other one's an arrogant one. This just me being egotistical. But the first one is that I don't care. Like I used to care for the game. I used to enjoy it. But it went through a period of like the game was just constant bug after bug after bug or issue after issue, and it just that for me 
it killed the enjoyment. So it killed, that's when it killed, I was just playing it for the sake of it. And I just didn't, I couldn't care less about the perks or add-ons or whatever. And mm. that's where, when I learned how to loop and stuff like that, that's where that, so the second part comes in where I thought if I, if I need to, I can just flip a switch and just like actually try hard a little bit just to get the escape or whatever. And more often than not, it did work and I got the escape. But that's, I just don't care for the game. So that's why I don't retain the information. And I think maybe to a degree, you might feel the same. Oh, you understand at least. No, I understand where um, you're coming from. I'm just insulted oh, yeah. that you called me sweaty at Dead by Daylight. I'm, I'm far from sweaty. <laughs> Yeah, like if I was a casual, if I was a invested gamer, you definitely sweaty though. I think I'd say only based on my knowledge, I'm invested. But I would say you're bored. Say- you're borderline between casual and invested, depending on what mood you're in on the day. Sometimes you're in a mood where you want to win and you want to escape. And that's because of having shit games of like people yeah. camping you and tunneling yeah. you and just hitting you on hook constantly. It's so with, like, with oh, your with your knowledge, with your knowledge and skill level, you are able to play in a way an investor gamer would be able to play. But yeah. you choose to play more casually. I, I accept that. Yeah, I, I choose to play more casually because I find that way more fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoy using my invested uh, knowledge of the game and using that to play casually, so I can have fun. But I'm exactly like that 99% of the time. The only time I get annoyed playing Dead by Daylight is when it's, I'm getting left in the shitter for other people's enjoyment. Yeah, I feel that too. It always happens to me. Yeah, okay, Mr. <laughs> oh, I didn't think he'd tunnel you again when I've just unhooked you in his face. After he's already tunneled me once, and so now I'm sat Come here for on. five minutes. No, but that, borrowed that, time, though. <laughs> yeah, but that, but that doesn't like you know full well that killers will just outweigh borrowed time, or they'll just hit you and carry on tunneling you anyway. Yeah. But the point the point being is that yeah, it's all fun and games at that point. But then you've got to realize for the next ten minutes while you're piss ass and about and looping the fuck out of that killer, I'm sat there watching with nothing to do. Like, yeah, no, that's that's the part that annoys me. Yeah. Yo, don't blame this just on me though. That happens other times. You know, I'm gonna. No, but you're the you're the you're one of the worst culprits for going. I didn't think he'd tunnel you again. I must must admit, I hate it when I'm being tunneled and unhooks me like in the killer's face, especially when it's really early on as well. It's like, well, what the fuck do you expect's gonna happen? He knows he's tunnel me. Yeah, to be fair, it it happens to me as well. I know it happens to you. Can I just say though? I think that if I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna run borrowed time. It doesn't because matter. Think, no, it does though, because it'll be even funnier. They wait the ten seconds and then they hit you, and you still go like Half another the time. They left. don't hit the ten seconds though; they just hit you and then continue. Okay, mm. just get it over and done with, and then just no, down. No, Chris. There's only a very few now that actually like wait out the ten seconds. They don't bother waiting out the ten seconds because for that ten seconds that they're waiting, you've got a speed boost as well, so you're just getting further and further to yeah, where so you would be safe you, to lose. Then that means, oh well, that's ten seconds left time waiting. I can just hit you and then hit you again. It also means you're in deep wounds and you can't use bar- you can't use dead hard again. Mm-hmm. They also get bloodlust if they do sort of like chase you for that ten seconds or so. Yeah, but bloodlust is but nothing no compared point. to making sure someone can't use dead hard against you. You just hit them and then get bloodless again after 10 seconds regardless. 
why there's a, why don't they just change the way tunneling works instead of because <laughs> sometimes you need to tunnel it's a viable strategy so it's viable every time every time no no <laughs> no, no, no it is it is it is a vi- it is a viable no, it strategy is. but it doesn't it help is. when one your teammates make it easy for you to be tunneled and two the it's done at five gens when it's not needed it's kind of shitty yeah, but then you know that's what kind of game you've gone into. In in all fairness, if you're if you've been if there's five gens left and you've already been tunneled once, you know it's a dead fucking game. Yeah, but at the same time, right, is that if you unhook me in his face, you're also making it easier for him to do so. Like at least leave me on the hook and get shit done so the rest of you can get out yeah, before saving. Or at the very very least the amount of times that i have seen no but no not even not even just like with me being the one that's died the amount of times i've been in games where one person has been tunneled out of five gens and then the killer relaxes and they they stop camping they stop tunneling the rest of the game takes like 20 minutes and that person if they're in a swift is sat there watching their three other friends be treated pretty fairly by the killer all having a good time, all leaving the game with twenty to twenty-five thousand blood points each, and they've left with fucking three k. Yeah, no, I, I totally. That's what pisses me off, and that's why if if something like that does happen, I um, run the killer for as long as I can be bothered to, and then I, I would rather I would rather I would rather you go down instantly, and just go to the <laughs> next game. But that's my rant over on that. And again, as a casual gamer. <laughs> I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna casually move the subject on and say, good evening, this, good night. This, by the way, sweet dreams to the lot of you. My timeline. So I just... no, no, stop it. Watch, it's the end. It. No, it's game. It's the end. I'm not watching it. I'm not invested. No, no, it's, not, it's a picture. No, it's, it's about this subject. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I don't know why you've just posted a picture of yourself as a child. Oh god, yo, I was skinny lad when I was a kid. Yeah, okay. Fucking Michelin man over here. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> oh, always a pleasure. Guys. Always a pain, Mr. Crazy. Ash. Love you guys. Until we speak in about five minutes when we could probably carry on playing Pokemon and chilling. But yeah, until next week, gamers, it's been fun. Bonjour. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.